Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to There Will Be Dungeons. Uh, I'm here. This is Scott Johnson with Bo Schwartz, John Jagger, Kristen Ashton, and Kyle Ferguson. And Baby Chunks is here as well. Uh, We are here to do yet another episode and a quick reminder or uh, actually announcement that um, you may have noticed our YouTube channel was killed and all the previous episodes of There Will Be Dungeons, all of them were up there and then we're gone. Well, now they're back. So if you were trying to get a hold of that, uh, it's super easy to find. Just go to the website, therewillbedungeons.com, click on the YouTube link. And you'll get all our old episodes along with new ones every day. We'll also be putting them in other places as well as making a collection on Twitch. So that uh, in case anything else goes down, we have eggs in other baskets. Uh, thank you for your patience on that. All right. Without any further ado-do, let's throw the mic over to Kristen who will catch us up on what happened last time on There Will Be Dungeons. Last time on There Will Be Dungeons, the ritual to resurrect reconvened. Morel and Nash were led to a lulled lodging. Kid agrees that's surrounded by speculums, each reflecting a rare representation, but it was Kanja crying that caught consideration through collection. Payment pocketed, Kid agree brought the bodies he'd buried, and rising from reflectors returned Hope and Stanley, Hope no longer lacking limbs. Food for the famished, a feast found the four as Nash and Varel recounted the rambling that had resulted in their prevailing predicament. Pushed for a plan, Stanley and Hope requested a return to their realm, but first, weapons and wearings. While wondering where to wander, bartender Bill sought Stanley's speculation on his situation as half-human. Varel, most married to finally make known his mate's mopage motive, declared dismal dealings would now dominate their dinners. To the market they made! Varel, skeptical of his sidekick's skins, tried to test their tangibility and tell if the weir's taint tarried by bartering for a broadcasting bauble. Affirming authenticity but not abandoned, Varel then invested in the inn, making for an M-fighting machine to be moved to his means. Next, they were off to be outfitted in Oat to play the part perceived by Varel to potentially procure pay for a portal home, as the soggy feather currently gleamed and glistened under the guise of the golden feather. Now rejoin our heroes as they dare to defy derailment! Can they limelight a lone labor? Will they weaponize in a world weaned of war? And just how long can they last before giving in to another gig? Stay tuned for today's adventure through the secret streets and baffling beats of Sigil. Expertly done as always, Bo, it's on you. All right. So picture the city of Sigil. 
it is an inverted Taurus. City buildings zoom past, and as they zoom past underneath, as well above and to the left and to the right, buildings swirl around. A bird enters. As it enters into view, the bird flies around and then lands on a windowsill and then looks in to the building. There's a man lying in a bed. He appears to have two arms, two legs, and a glowing red eye. The bird flaps his way in and lands on the man's body and then approaches his the glowing red eye that appears to be there and is about to peck. Nash, you wake up and a bird's attacking your eye. Ah! All right. Uh, roll for initiative. Uh-huh. Uh, four. <clears throat> okay, so the bird goes first. <laughs> Great. All right. Um, okay, so it rolls a one, and uh, instead of pecking you, it, it misses, and it sort of flaps its wings a bit, and it takes a shit <laughs> on your chest. Oh, it's floating above you. Your turn. All right. Well, hopefully if I roll a one, I can also take a <laughs> shit. Shit on the bird. <laughs> um, I'm going to... Where is it? Is it it's in with re, with within reach? It's, fla- it's flapping its wings just above you. Just All right. Your head. I'm going to take There's my my fresh new arm that I apparently have and I'm going to strike it out of my way just like whack it off to the side. All right. That's a strength attack roll. You're not proficient in an arm strike, so it'll just be your strength modifier. 14. Okay. You punch it. Uh, you do 1 plus your strength modifier damage. Yeah, I have no modifier. Okay, so you punch it as hard as you can. You just bring your fist up, you just go, paf, and a bunch of feathers uh, just go, and the bird ricochets off your fist and into, um, oh, who's sleeping on the couch? Is anyone sleeping on the couch? Oh, I don't know. Do we have a... uh... Who's the couch person? Varela's under the bed. Staley, are you in the same bed as Nash? or No, I think I kicked Nash onto the couch. Oh, was I on the couch? Then I would be on the couch. Okay, okay. That's just how that ended up today. So, the, uh, Stanley, you, you don't sleep, right? Or you yeah, half I sleep? sleep. What's, yeah, you I sleep? sleep? Okay. You're not nothing anymore. You're Stanley. Right. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so a bird lands into your lap, and you sort of wake up, and you see this bird clutching at your... His claws are clutching at your, your jerkin. <clears throat> what do you wear to sleep? Do you wear, like, a night robe? Maybe it's your night robe. Yeah, just like, just underclothes. Just... just Basic okay. underclothes. Jerkin. The bird's uh, clawing at you and you wake up. Jerkin makes me laugh. Roll for initiative. You can, oh. you can join the combat. I don't, you no, know, I'm not going to combat. I'm just going to shoot. <laughs> All right. The bird attacks you. Oh, Jesus. It's a 18. super aggressive bird. Yeah. All right. It deals one damage to you as it pecks your cheek, and then there's a little cut on your cheek, and it's like flapping all above you. Nash, it's your turn. Oh, I should really have music for that fight. I don't know what it would be, though. Oh, I know what it would be. It'd be like this. <laughs> um, all right, so in my turn, yeah, um, I'm going to get up and I'm going to rush the bird, try to either corner it or shoo it out the door. Uh, how, do you, how do you more detail? 
Uh, you're just making noise like bah! picture me naked. All right. Always. Rather not, but you know, whatever you gotta do to get us in the right place. My chair kept moving. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna stand up kind of just in a crouchy kind of uh what's his name on Street Fighter, the green guy? What's his Blanca. Name? Blanca, Blanca style, just kinda eh, like this. And I'm just all spread eagle, so my f- my freaking Cthulhu crotch is just sort of flapping in the wind because it's all back now, I assume. And yep. um, and I'm just gonna go, ah, you little piece of shit! And I'm gonna <laughs> chase it head on as fast as I can, as hard as I can, and try to try to corner it or or scare it over to the door. That's the goal. Okay. Well, you're able to run up to it. You're within five feet of it. Yeah. Is there an action? You have magic. You just you want to try a survival check? Is that what I'm hearing? Um, I'm gonna an intimidation try to, check. Maybe I want to, to try to, to scare it. I want to grab it. I want to grab it, and I want to oh hold right. it. Well, it's a dexterity versus strength contest. Then all right, all right well, for a grapple. My dexterity? Nope. Oh. Uh, my dexterity. Your strength. Well, mine's either way at zero. So. So roll a die. <laughs> Five. <laughs> it's about right, actually. Chickens are hard to catch. Yeah, you try to catch it, and it's it dodges and like flaps out of the way and flaps into the air. I keep saying chicken. It's not a chicken, is it? It. it you don't know what kind of bird it is. It's white and feathery. Maybe it's a seagull. Now it's a chicken. Uh, Varel and Hope. Uh, the noise of this <laughs> interaction both awake you. Do you want to join the initiative roll? Hope's just gonna. Look over groggily, angry that she got woken up by bullshit. Vero? <laughs> <laughs> am I there or am I downstairs working on breakfast? Uh, you are in, you know, everyone's sleeping. You're under the bed. Oh. Unless you don't sleep anymore right, or something. I don't know. No, 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 no. No, I'm here. I'm, I, I wake up and find my companions battling a foul bird. Okay, do you want to join the initiative uh, roll or no? Yes. Joining combat? Yes? All right, roll initiative. 21. Okay, it's your turn. John, are you joining in? I mean, I guess. I didn't know the freaking bird was going to stick around for a fight. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to be... That's going to be 17. All right, so uh, Varel, you're up first. All right, I will grab the uh, the water pitcher off the table and swing it at the bird. Okay, so it takes half your movement speed to stand up, so you can't close the distance between you and the bird. So you can throw it at it, but you can't hit it with it. I throw the pitcher. Okay, you throw the pitcher, make an attack roll. Range dex attack is 15. Okay, so it is... A connecting strike. Do you have any improvements to improvised weapons, or is it just one plus strike? There's some baby trading going on. Uh, this is a dexed attack, so I am not proficient in the ranged ability. Yeah, I don't think a jug is a thrown weapon. Well, I mean, it'd be improvised, right? So we're doing... Uh... I'm just determining damage. You, you don't roll 1d4s for improvised, right? You're just one plus... Yes, I'm not a bar brawler. Uh, what's your dex? My Modifier. dex is plus two. All right, so you do three points of damage to the bird. You nail it, and it falls to the ground. <laughs> Limp. And the <laughs> the kerfuffle is seemingly over. Nash is standing in the middle of the room, looking like Blanca. And Stanley, you're slightly perturbed, lying on the couch. 
I want to be looping animation like Blanca too, just like yeah, that's what you're doing. <laughs> Naked in front of Stanley. Too close for Stanley. Go, probably. Down. Nash, could you please put some clothes on? As soon as I get rid of the bird. Freaking bird. Why the bird is there, vanquished. Why was there a bird in here to begin with? Why did you throw a bird at me? It's probably one of it's probably friends with that shit bird we had. He's not here, right? We don't have nothing with us. No. Yeah. The previous occupant we had with us, uh, I never trusted that guy. It's probably one of his birds. Bird minion. Her. Her. One of her bird minions. Uh, well, whatever it is, good to see you're all in one piece. Wish I was seeing less of it. <laughs> Why don't you lay back down and cover up and uh, let the rest of us sleep in a little bit. Fine by me and I'll plop back down and pull whatever covers I had, like blanket on top of me again and lay there. All right. Is everyone else like going I've back to sleep? Seen yes. into the abyss. Back to sleep. What time was it? Was it late? Uh, it's pretty early in the morning. Maybe at six in the morning. Okay. I'll pick up the bird and lay it out on the table. Uh-huh. You do so. How do we know this is an agent of some foul being? Or I'll go to bed. I'm too tired to care. <laughs> I think you're all new here. I mean, it's been eight days, but still, this bird could be a spy or could be writing a newspaper. We could be spies, Vero. He's going to be a spy or writing a newspaper. He could be writing a newspaper. <laughs> Based right. on our experience, this is, these are real fears. Nash, this is your problem. Hand me your pillowcase. Okay. I don't know what you need this for, but here you go. I take the pillowcase and I lay it on top of the bird and put the pitcher and glasses around it to kind of make a... Uh, you know, like a, a Frankenstein sheet that's held down, so the mm -hmm. bird won't go anywhere. Gotcha. Done. And I can tell if it'll be disturbed and if it moved. I see. Okay, so it's sort of like, um, yeah, okay. You want to see if anybody bothers it or if it moves yeah. on its own. Okay. Yeah. All right. And I'll eye it up. as I climb back under the bed. Okay, perfect. So you're going to go back to sleep? Yeah, I don't want to yeah. get up yet. Yeah. What time does everyone want to get up? Eight. Well, I don't know. I took one HP damage, so better make it a long rest. <laughs> so I figure Varel, I'm probably doing a 5.30 for breakfast with Bill. Yeah, it's 6, so it'll be time for you to get up. Oh, okay. Then I'm, yeah, then I'm heading out. In. Yeah, all right. Varel's heading out. I'll okay. get, another, get another hour or so. Okay, so everyone else is going to be up at 7? Yeah, I'll do 7. That's fine. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm going to cough quickly once... <laughs> this is how time passes in D &D. Right, yep. and um, uh, Varel you make your way downstairs and as you descend the stairs from the upper floors where the executive suite that you stay in resides you see the bright lights spilling up the stairwell of the new M fighting uh, marionette machine that you had recently purchased and has been installed for a few days now and as you descend down you see sitting gloriously in the center of the bar area the M fighting machine, the professional level stall made for pro competition. It sits there glowing, still operating, doesn't require any power sources. It just works and just exists there. Here you see Bill put, pulling up his pants, coming out of the back of the kitchen. He's like, Ugh, I slip in. Sorry, Varel. It is fine. We should begin on breakfast. Yeah, let's do that. 
Right. The two of you begin, I guess, prepping vegetables and food for the day. Yeah. All right. Perfect. So uh, then that's what you do. An hour goes by and the rest of the party uh, wakes up. All right. Get up. Get my equipment on. Get everything together. Head downstairs. I'm going to hop out of bed and go, Stanley, look at this. And I'm just going to pose like Schwarzenegger style. Yeah. Today's the first day where you have seemingly all of your limbs back. Your baby arm, your Cthulhu hole, everything. <laughs> Look at me! I'm all, I'm whole yeah. again. What? I, I saw it an hour ago, and it was darker. I don't know why you thought I was going to enjoy it better with more light. I thought it was maybe it wasn't totally done. Needed another hour to cook or whatever, but this is great! I can assure I'm you, Nash, you look. need another hour to cook. <laughs> Hope's going to shake her head in disappointment and walk out. Oh, well, it feels great. And then I'll grab where actually, what am I going to wear? It occurs to me that perhaps Well, as the week's gone on, you've prepared for this moment. Okay. So, uh, uh, Varel, remember, you didn't get fancy clothes. So Hope and Varel and Stanley, you have a set of, you know, rich clothing, which you can add to your inventory in some way. Um, Nash, you didn't get one, but since eight days passed, I'm sure they could have, Varel could have helped you with something. Yeah. Uh, some yeah, I was like going to purchase some clothes when he was ready. Did you want him to have rich people clothes? No. no. Yeah. I'm asking. Oh, okay. no, for the, you're <laughs> yeah. right, so I you, do. So, Varel, so Nash, you do have a set of clothes that you don't like to wear like a child, but yeah. they're, it's, it's, <laughs> it's basically, uh. <laughs> It's like almost like it's not a schoolboy outfit, but it's kind of that vein where it's like a jacket and a button up shirt and pants that, that go to the knees. And then you wear stockings on the feet. And then they're like um, like black shoes with a buckle on them. OK, those are the clothes that you have. He looks like a pilgrim. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Perfect. Great. Yeah. What does what does the fancy clothes that Varel had made for us look like? Oh, we ordered. We took yours. Remember, yours is a jerkin with a. It's a, um, same sort of slacks as Nash, with stockings and a, a belt buckle, black polished shoe. And uh, what do you remember? What you ordered, Hope? I believe it was like a, it was scarf a frock of some kind. It was I like think. A, it was a it was a gorgeous looking frock of some yeah, kind. Yeah, black and gold dress, big purse. Yeah, exactly. Very yeah. beautiful. Very exquisite looking. Yeah, that's right. We have to look fancy. I forgot about that. And Varel has a tuxedo. Oh my gosh, a lizard folk in a tuxedo. Amazing. Yeah. So you have do you wear this now, Varel, or do you only take it out for formal occasions? I do not wear it during the hard work of breakfast, but I make sure to put it on before people show up. Perfect. Perfect. Uh Stanley and Hope, are you dressing in your fancy clothes or do you have alternate clothes you've obtained uh, since? I got an alternate, more my own personal taste set of nice clothes, which I okay. will wear that with the le studded leather armor on top of it. Mm -hmm. Yep, just general jeans, t-shirt, leather jacket kind of a thing for going out with finding for jeans here. Uh, then Those just jeans. slacks. Yeah, okay. <laughs> jeans, very Earth-like clothing. Mm -hmm. word. Alright, so Nash, uh, I don't know if you were busy recovering, so you didn't really shop for your own clothes, so you only have this schoolboyish looking outfit to wear do i not have just like uh, regular cloak wear that i that's for non non we have to impress people times 
I mean, have you gone out shopping for no, such things? No. Then you don't have it. Okay, so the lizard didn't get me any. Um, then I will wear that. That's fine. Let's just wear it. Okay. I'll put it all on. Look you like can totally go shopping today if you want to change up your look, though. I mean, well, this is your game. We'll see how it world. goes. Out, well, if we're out and about and, it, and there's a logical time for me to do that, I'll do it. But for now, I'll live with what I got. Okay. So perfect. So it's now seven. Everyone wakes up. Uh, what's your normal routine? And you know, do you go down for breakfast? Uh, do you stay in your room and read? What's the deal? I think it sounded like everyone's going downstairs. Yeah, I want to eat. Yeah, breakfast. <clears throat> All right. So like clockwork, right on time, Burrell. Your your family descends the stairs and takes their seats at the table, waiting for breakfast. Uh, Nash, did you remember to bring your books for the school day? We wouldn't want you to have to fall behind the other kids. You're hilarious. Uh, <laughs> I'm, you're going to have to wear this stupid stuff, too. Not just me. I'm not wearing it now, is the point. I know. We're going to get me a cloak while we're out here. If I have to, I'll put a hole in a blanket and just wear that. I hate this. <laughs> Setting your standards a bit low. It's fine. I'd be happy. Sure. To, I'd be happy to run around here naked, but I don't know. That... Surely you have enough to afford a cloak. Here's the thing: anyone that knows me in this place thinks I'm a floating heart with tentacles and stuff hanging off of it that have just sort of changed over the last few days. Three days ago, I was half a torso, an ear, and like a, a foot. So they've seen worse from me. It's not a big deal. I'll just wear this for now. I'll find a blanket later, put a couple holes in it. I'm going to need some relaxing wear for night. It's just you, you know, you may want to theme it a little bit. You're a, a conjurer of the primal forces, and uh, right now you, you don't strike that much intimidation into those who gaze upon you is all. Well, great. They can suck on my fireball while they're not being intimidated. I don't care. I'll cruise around with the breakfast plates and lay them out. And I think Nash's skull is very intimidating. <laughs> See, Rel knows. It it's something. Besides, maybe you know, the problem is I know him too well. Well, that that is definitely a problem. But what I'm saying is, if there's a fight, if something goes down, fine. Let him think that I'm not going to do much, and then I'll do much. How about that? I like it. It's a good strategy, Nash. All right. You've certainly dressed the part for it. <laughs> there's a <clears throat> there's a knock at the door. At the the tavern door? No, yeah, at the tavern door. Varel, around this time, you know that the delivery boy delivers the day's publications. It's pretty much on time. Ah, I tighten my bow tie and approach the door. Okay. You see that there's a small man standing, like a, the silhouette of a small man standing in the doorway. I open the door. Okay, you open the door and you see a, a small, sort of hunched-over man. Good, good morning, Governor. I've got your magazines and papers. Thank you very much. Though I am not a governor. Uh, right, then. it's just a figure of speech, eh? Hmm. Maybe I'll call you back. Yeah, back. Uh, your papers. Fine, Governor. Thank you. He's still holding it. Where should, where should I put them? 
inside, please. He sort of walks in. He's got a little bit of a hobble. You know him. You see him. He's pretty much there every morning. Must we do this every morning? You can enter. You need not knock. Now, now, uh, I'm, um, I'm a professional at delivering the day's news. I don't presume anything. Right. Have a good morning. Good Say morning. hello to Bill for me. Will do. And he whistles on his way out the door. All right, well, let's take a look and see, and I'll flip open the first publication. All right, well, right on top is a new M Sports Weekly magazine, and there's a giant picture of, like, hand-drawn picture of Kanja, and in big, bold letters, Kanja found dead. Oh, friends, he died. Who died? Shame or tear leakage. <laughs> who, who died? We'll look up confused. Kanja, he died. The man that was getting his tears taken by the mirror man. This was the one you told us was uh, he was multiple people inside one person. Yes, that's a good point. I wonder if all of him died. Yeah, exactly how does that work? Uh, and I'll read on. Does it say? Okay, you read on the article. It's quite sensational, but the salient facts are thus. Uh, earlier yesterday morning, Kanja was found uh, tied um, by the neck, like hung and burned. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then all the little men who formed part of his, uh, the weird, strange being that he was, some of them were found, you know, dead in various places throughout his but it was a home invasion. He was apparently hung and then burned. Or maybe he was burned and hung. They're not sure which order it happened in. The authorities, in particular the Harmonium, are investigating. The Harmonium? I'm not familiar with them. Uh, do I know what the Harmonium is? In my studies uh, so about through your travels, world. you've heard, you know, trying to figure out what the power structures are. It's very vacuous and nebulous. But you've heard of the Harmonium before as being a faction of Sigil, and that they are committed to the order, uh, the rule of law, and orderly uh, order above all things, the most good for the most people. So they're kind of this de facto police force, but they are not engaged by the Lady of Pain or any power. They've just taken it upon themselves to be the police force. <clears throat> Uh, well, that seems certainly very unfortunate for him, but, uh, I mean, do you think they're targeting M Sports players? This isn't something we should be worried about, right? Hmm. Could be. It may be that small fellow followed through with his assassination. Kanja did own him a great amount of money. Uh, the small fellow, the, the halfling you told us about? Yes, the one with the silly accent. Well, either way, didn't you uh, also say he swore vengeance upon you? Oh, that is true. But he seems to do that all the time. I figured his list was long. (laughs) Could be. Maybe he sent a deadly bird assassin after you. That's right, the bird, and I run upstairs. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. 
I'll call after right, him and you, say, Varel, I think upstairs, he's lost. You run upstairs into the room, yeah. and you look at the table, you see the bird is gone, and everything on the table disturbed. Like all What? <laughs> all the water is off. He's right. And there's, oh no, there's no bird. The, 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 the cloth you put over top of it is like lifted off. Survival check. I want to track this. Okay. 13. Right, <clears throat> you look carefully at the cloth and the ruined crime scene. And you determine that he must not have been completely dead and broke his way free and flew off. Hmm. <laughs> Strong bird. Seems like the sort of thing he'd want you to think. Mm -hmm. I'll look out the window and see if I can see any birds. Perception roll, please. Uh, 21. Um. So you see a total of maybe six birds in various parts of your view, uh, differing colors, one sort of red with a black stripe, and you see a few of the white seagull types that you that also share similar physiology to the one that you injured, but none of them appear injured to you, so maybe not the same ones. They all kind of look the same, apart from their colors. Spies, all black of them. birds uh, sitting up on top of a roof to the right. Are you going to war with the birds? <laughs> I'll walk away this time, but I, I will not rest until every bird and single is dead or behind bars. I'll come back downstairs. Mm -hmm. Okay, come back downstairs. How'd it go, Varel? He's gone. The bird is gone. Oh, shit. Yes. Did someone take him or did he leave on his own? I believe that that bird was not all he seems. A pitcher should have been enough to kill a bird, at least in our world. Yeah, this place is strange, though. But what yeah. if you just knocked him out? Sure, surely I threw it hard enough. I mean, maybe he may have flown off with some last vestige of uh, his own energy, but maybe he's dead now. I've seen animals do that before. You hit them hard enough, they, they don't die for a while. It's kind of dark and terrible, but it happens. That's comforting, Nash. Thank you. You bet. <laughs> you bet. <laughs> I must attend to breakfast. We'll make a note. If we see any birds flying around with rope and lighter fluid, we'll be on high alert. Okay, so a few, you know, 10, 15 minutes goes by. Bill comes out, opens the front door. Place is open for business. Pharrell, I imagine you'll, you'll bring out breakfast for your companions and sit with them to eat. Uh, so breakfast begins, and you're all seated at the table, and Bill's at the bar just getting, you know, wiping the surfaces and getting the place tidied up. Friends, with Nash... Regenerated. It is time to begin our plan. Oh, we're calling this finished. Okay, very well. What's the what's the next step? We locate a portal home. All right, and uh, we're doing that by going to the clerk's ward. Is that correct? Correct. And we can assume that anyone in there is going to require money for these services, and to look the part, 
in order to actually get the information we need and not be sideswiped by any hate of the poor, we must look our best, our absolute best. I will hire us a taxi. Well, I'm dressed and ready to go. Let's do it. I was supposed to look at what the proper name of that was. (laughs) I didn't. All right. Taxis it is. It'll get changed into the uh, fancy clothes. It has a proper name. Yeah. All right. We're just going to call them rickshaws because that's kind of what they're like. Yeah. Excellent. The most exquisite of rickshaws shall be ours. I'm keeping my weapons, but I guess I'll just be in fine clothes and not armor at the moment. Yeah, so you're bringing weapons with you? Yeah. To go to the clerk's ward? Okay, just asking, clarifying. (laughs) He's asking, John's saying yeah in a way that suggests that he wonders why you would ask. (laughs) (laughs) I always bring weapons when I go to the clerk's ward. Very well. If you lived like kind of lives we had, you would. That's right. Excellent. Okay, now, so something oh, comes to mind. Nash, yeah, survived his journey inside the heart. Could it be that in the sewers here, your other items await? Oh. Hope uh, your pistols may yet lie in the basement of Sigil. That'd be amazing. Yeah, I mean, they're dragon metal, aren't they? Same as Nash's heart. Yeah. All right. So before we leave, we may want to inspect in some regard. I have hopes that I will find outside a planet with a face on it, my friend Grosjeel again. Well, I... Could you show us where we landed at some point? Maybe that would be the best place to look. Perhaps. If you and Nash both landed there. It would make sense that's where our items would have wound up. I did sell the location for a rather hefty fee. What was, what was the fee? Information upon my arrival. But the small man... Another small man, a different small man, seemed rather excited about procuring the rights to this location. It may be difficult to invade again. All right, well, order of things, clerk's ward, then maybe we can go scout out this place where we all arrive. And who knows, maybe the items didn't make the journey. Maybe we get back and they're sitting right where we left them. Excellent. Bill! Yeah. I'm heading to the clerk's ward. Tubby will be be by later to give lessons. Tubby. Yes. Tubby Flavorbeard? Tubby Flavorbeard. He cheated, but he's a good man. You know how I feel about having ghosts in in the soggy feather. He is capable of urination, and you should take his corporeal nature into question. Very well. Only because it's you, Varel. Thank you, Bill. Well, good luck with your clerk's ward business. I guess we finish breakfast and call the rickshaw. 
Yeah. Okay, so breakfast uh, is finished. You take out your plates, put them back, as you don't want to leave a mess for Bill, and then you make your way outside and summon a rickshaw just by waving the hand. Uh, you're in a fairly... The Soggy Feather and your home base is in a fairly active part of the merchant's uh, ward. Uh, so there's an intersection nearby with the Welcome Center. There's a lot of other businesses, local fruit and vegetable vendors nearby. Very easy to pick up a rickshaw. There's three or four... Uh, humans uh, fit like gladiator looking humans wearing nothing but tight shorts and, and have moccasins on uh, are just waiting there. So you flag one down and he runs up and he goes, where can I take you? To the clerk's ward. Very well. Get into my rickshaw and I'll take you there immediately. Do we all sit in one? Like we've met before. Yeah. <laughs> it does feel like we've never met before. And then <laughs> I'd, I'd remember you, buddy. All right, let's go. And then he, you guys all get in. You start running. And as he's running, he turns his head back. And so um, you can see from the back, because all he's wearing is shorts, just his tight buttocks, all muscular, just running. It's just like, and he's sort of shining. There's this like shining glow of bronze on him. He's almost like more God than man in terms of his physique. Very strong. Um, for those of you who are interested in such things, it's quite mesmerizing. And, um, he turns around and looks back and he says, it's a beautiful day today, isn't it? Great day to be out running. Where are you off to? As he runs. The very clerk's ward we requested. <laughs> yeah, but what are you doing there? <laughs> I'm not familiar with this exchange. He's just no, making... This is, uh, we're, I'm making conversation. Yeah, it's small. Well, it's that small talk we've talked about where he just... Some people just want to talk past the time. Oh, he's bored. Yeah. Are you bored, sir? No, I'm not bored. I just enjoy knowing more about my clients. Clients. I said that word. My clients. My clients. Someone talk about yourself. Uh, uh, I got nothing. Do you enjoy this line of work? Uh, well, I'm quite good at it on account of my great physique, but it's not my true passion. Uh, until I make it big following my true passion, rickshawing it is. It's good money for what I do, and it gets me out into the nice sigil air. I have to ask, what is your true passion? Oh, I, um, I write and recite poetry. Oh, you do. That's mm -hmm. that's down at the dangly good. dozen. I do my sets uh, every Friday night. I'm sorry, the dangly dozen. That's right. Okay, sing us a, or do us a poem. Let's hear it. No, not while I'm running on the rickshaw. I won't deliver it correctly. But you can come. Why don't you come to one of my recitals? At the dangly dozen. Do you happen to doesn't. have a pamphlet or card or something? No, no, no. The, the dangly doesn't. It's in the um, it's in the merchants district, but not deep in the merchants district. It's right on the edge of the gymnasium district. Uh, it, it's <laughs> just ask around. Dangly doesn't. Why, why is it called that? I'm curious. Mm -hmm. Why why is it called the dangly doesn't? What are the dozen? Twelve of what? I don't know. It's just a hot spot for poetry right now. Okay. I'll be honest with you. All right. It's kind of a weird name, right? It is. 
That's <laughs> a little disconcerting. Okay, though. But I'll ask the owner now that you mentioned it. Okay. You've never you gonna, you've you never been curious. You've never been curious yourself about it. Are you guys gonna come see me when I go to recite? If we, we uh, might have time. yeah, we uh, have a very packed schedule. But if we can, we can oh, make it. Wait a second. He slows down the rickshaw. And he's looking down. One second. And then he puts the rickshaw down, and then he bends over right in front of you to tie his shoelace. Pope's pretty mesmerized by this. <laughs> <laughs> and his like his, his glowing bronze buttock is just like just it's like a muscle that just exists in time and space. And then he gets back up and he lifts up the rickshaw and keeps running and he goes, So uh, where was I? You yeah, were... so come on to come the to the dangling. recital on Friday night. Uh, what's that? The danglies. <laughs> the dangling doesn't <laughs> dangling doesn't. I'm Fambo Joe. Uh, you'll see me right on the list. Fam, Fanbo Joe. What? Fanbo so, Joe. Maybe you already said. What time are you usually there? Uh, I, my set starts around seven thirty. It depends on who else is opening ahead of me. There's a whole bunch of us that do poetry, like fifteen different poets. Goes till midnight. It's a special kind of poetry. What do you mean Simple. by special kind of poetry? Well, it's it's a more like urban style of poetry than traditional poetry that you would know from some king's court or something like that. You know, I'm not some bard. I'm I'm you know a real street person. I hear you. Yeah, it's called wham poetry. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it's really exciting stuff. You should come. That's. That's great, Fanbo Joe. If it's if it's all if it's all wham lyrics <laughs> when we get there, we're gonna regret this. If it's all wham lyrics, it's it's fantastic that you're exploring your passions and that uh, this affords you the opportunity to do so. I think so. I think so. And if I ever, you know, look, I just need one one opportunity, you know, to get my poetry out there in front of a publisher, and then boom, I'll have it made in the shade. And I don't have to do this rickshaw anymore. Yeah, you guys wouldn't happen sad. to know any. Anybody in that field going to the clerk's ward? Know somebody who, who's in the publishing business? Hmm? No. I don't believe so. Varel, you have a better idea of these things. Are we not going to discuss this man's immaculate buttocks? Hopeful <laughs> <laughs> cough. I mean, we can. I don't think we were necessarily planning on it, but here we are now. It's artfully crafted, sir. Congratulations. Oh, I thank you. I thank you. I, I work out four times a week. Ah, working out. I have yeah. never performed this activity. Well, in the absence of an actual place to be, you know, our normal selves in, in, in the wilds, our bodies become fat and, yes. and, and purposeless. So one must continue to train to be prepared you should work out, Lizard Man, I, no? I should. It has been eight long days, and I have been trapped in a cage. How I much exercise have you done in eight days? What? Have you done any exercise in the past eight days? No, I've gone up and down stairs. I am feverish with the need to destroy. Oh, oh, oh. He slows down. He puts down the rickshaw a little bit. He says, listen, he digs through his thing. Talk to my buddy, William. He gives you this card. 
All right, at the Bronze Gymnasium. New York Bronze. cards in there. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it's sweaty and a little wet, but he gives it to you. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> so. No, like, don't take my, it for My buddy William at the Bronze Gymnasium can set you up with a good discount, and they've got great machines in there for exercise. Machines. Yeah, you know, like just like weights, like it just. And he goes like this. You push up on the weight, and it strengthens your muscles. And then he, he does like this with his arm. Unfortunately, I shouldn't do it because nothing appears. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's the same looking. Uh, but he just he flexes his arm, and it's just like all these muscles pop out as if he's a transformer made of muscles. Wonderful, beautiful. This man is beautiful, friends. Yeah, he's quite the oh, specimen. He's fine. Is every person capable of this? No. Nope. He puts well, his hand on your knee and he says, "That's too kind." Oh. It, Nash. Yeah. Why have you not formed your physique into such a beautiful form? I don't have that option. Also, uh, <clears throat> I think we I could fix. We could fix that. I mean, it's possible. None of that negative talk. Come down to the bronze gymnasium. We'll get you set up. Nash, I mean, you can come with me. He's right. If you go to the gym, you can you can get more. You can get more. You can get better. Yes, he, he's right. Stanley Hope. Shall we all to the gymnasium? Pharrell, I think this one's on you. And then Hope will look away. Sad. Do you not wish to have such a butt, Hope? <laughs> butt Hope. Pharrell, you can have whatever question. butt you want. <laughs> Stanley. Yes, Pharrell. You no longer have a flying sword. That is correct. Thank you, you may. for bringing that up. Sorry. You may have to swing it with your own accord. I mean, I have magic that can do most of these things. No one but, wishes to have... Varel, well, I'm a half-elf. I'm naturally lithe and skinny. I don't need to go to the gym and look like this. Well, that's not true. We've got elves at the Bronze Gymnasium. Yes. They can build muscle. You don't have to. I'm... Um, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> then I shall venture alone to this William. If we have time, Varel. Fine, if we have time. He looks over and, and says, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, he takes his hand off Varel's knee and looks at you. Um, it's kind of awkward for a second. He just behaves he's like. Wait, looking at who? He's looking at Hope. At Hope. This guy's swinging uh, a few. Hope just stares back. <laughs> well, Confused. seeing as we're not moving, maybe Varel would like to get his exercise by being the one to carry the rickshaw. <laughs> That was a not-so-subtle hint to continue the trip, friend. Oh, you're talking to me? Yeah. No, the other person I taking thought, us I to thought, our destination. I thought your friend Varel here was going to take up the rickshaw. Varel, maybe there is merit in not only exercising one's body, but also one's mind. So... The man moves up and picks up the rickshaw, but he leaves space for Varel, and he says, there's enough room for two of us, Varel. Absolutely. 
My pleasure. <laughs> All right. Now, uh, I, I, I take off my fancy shoes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you're wearing your tux, right? Yeah, I'm in my full tux. So, you know, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll unbutton shoes. a little bit and take off the shoes and roll up the pants. Okay. Do you sweat a lot as a lizard folk or no? I don't believe I sweat. I think I have to like pant and lick yeah, my eyeballs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. All right. So you both run, and now the rest of the party sees both this man's brilliant bronze buttocks gleaming in the light, but also Varel's a very chiseled physique as well. Um, his buttocks somewhat hidden by his tail. Uh, but yeah, the two men uh, are now carrying you. So uh, Varel, you let him steer, so he's sort of taking the lead, and you're just providing pure muscle power for pushing. The rickshaw go starts going really fast, and everyone's got to clamp down on their stuff. Anything loose might fly off as the two of them go careening down the road. Uh, I need a... An, I need an animal handling check for me. not an animal handling. What would be a good <laughs> check? It's just you're not no, animal handling. An animal. Right. Yeah, okay, let's do animal handling. Uh, Eleven. Okay, so uh, your experience is that he's much more experienced on the rickshaw than you are, and you've made you made some flubs and there's some coordination errors, but nothing that results in a crash. Uh, he continues to talk to you from the side. So how long uh, uh, have you been in Sigil? Have you been here all your life? Uh, it's 12 days. 12 days? So you're new here. Very new. Have you had anyone show you around the city? I had a tour from an expensive bird and several angry paylor priests. Oh, no, no, not the factals. No, you don't want them. You need somebody who really knows the city to show you where all the really cool spots are. I would like to see these cool spots. Really? What about your friends? Do they want to see, or is it, you know? If, I'd look back while we're running if they have time. Well, you know, maybe here's an idea. It's always easier to communicate things, you know, when it's just kind of one-on-one. -on -one. So why don't you and I meet? And then you can tell your friends about all the stuff I showed you. I showed you. That's excellent. I could attend your poetry whamming, and then yeah. we proceed out into the evening. That's, I like it. So this Friday, seven, what should we be? Six o'clock? Do you want to have dinner first? I have to serve dinner at my restaurant, so I will meet you oh. afterwards. Okay. What time is good for you? Like, my set starts at 7.30. I'd love it if you could see it. It'd be so great. 7.30 it is, then. I will be there. Okay, perfect. And the rest of the party can't really hear what's being said, but you see them like just talking super animatedly. And uh, Hope's real... gonna look over at Stanley and give like a little smile and nod over at Varel and his <laughs> new friend. Yeah, Stanley also gives like a little knowing. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Some okay. little. Funny Anyways, going on here. well, it looks like we're here, and um, Fambo Joe <laughs> runs up to the. Runs up to one of the buildings and he says, "Okay, so we're in the clerk's ward. We're we're just in here. Do you know exactly what building you're going to?" No, no. Okay, well, um, I'm sure if you go in one of these buildings, someone will be able to direct you where you need to go. What are you What are you looking for? We are inquiring about portals. Specifically, Portals. the uh, record of ownership for a portal. Yeah, I don't know. 
If it ain't poetry and it ain't rickshaw and I'm, you know, it ain't cool spots in the city, it's not really my area of expertise. So how about I let you off here? That'll be uh, one gold piece, please. A fair fee for fair travel, and I pay him. Mm -hmm. Don't forget the tip. Oh, yes, customs dictate a tip. Uh, what is customary for a tip? A tip? You did half the work. 15 to I 20%. That's an old national say. 15 to 20%. 15 to 20 They told us that in the solar mines. It's good, I, good practice. The solar mines? Hmm. I will give him 20 silver pieces. Okay, very good. You give him 20 pieces, and he says, I'll see you Friday, Varel. See you then. And he, he, everyone gets off the rickshaw, and he picks the rickshaw up, and he runs off with his bronze buttocks following him behind. And that's all you see as he moves into the distance. Now, in the clerk's ward, uh, you notice that there are a lot of taller, more medieval buildings still made either of wood or of some sort of brown, gross stucco. Um, in the windows, you know, there's, it's not like office complex windows. The windows are still very ornate and medieval style. Um, there are lots of tall buildings here, though, not really a residential area. And you see there's a lot of uh, people dressed in fancy clothes, sort of walking to and fro, um, having quiet conversations, not a noisy part of town, unlike the Merchant's Ward. There's a lot of din of conversation, of music, of things happening. It's rather peaceful and quiet here. But the buildings all kind of look the same. And nothing is labeled. Alright, well, we need to find somebody who can point us in the direction of whoever might have a record of ownership for a portal to Earth. Excellent. And I readjust my pants and put my shoes back on. Okay. Anybody have any ideas where to begin on that front? My experience in the city is you start walking and start asking questions. Easy enough. You start walking. All right. You begin questions. walking down the road. Um, you notice that uh, there are people walking, you know, alongside you. There are people walking in the opposite direction on the side of the road. A horse and carriage uh, speeds on by to your left as you... And on the sides, you see that there are people um, sitting down on little benches eating frogs on a stick. But there's a little frogs on a stick vendor over towards the street corner. There are people everywhere. I want a frog on a stick, I say. Me too, Nash. Sounds good. Where do we get it? The sound of one of them being eaten. Oopsies, I didn't mean. <laughs> <laughs> I, I heard it when I wasn't looking and I was like, whoa, Scott Yeah, I really got some some that. good sound clips going for that. Sorry, I took a bite of an onion ring and it was really crunchy. It sounded like <laughs> that was perfect frog timing. On a stick. Yeah, yeah. good. <clears throat> yeah, you want to get a frog on the stick? Yeah, I do. Yeah, there's a vendor over on the corner. He seems to have sort of this floating island, and there's these deep fryers and this like big cauldron full of frogs, and whenever somebody orders them, he puts a stick in one of the frogs that are alive. He lifts it up and he puts the, the stick thing in and put, then he closes the lid and then he sticks it into this pile of oil that's just boiling over this flame. Okay. Um, 
Go ahead. And you take a look at it, and he seems to be some kind of maybe human, maybe some other race you've never encountered before. Very humanoid looking, very dill pickle colored skin, like green. And he kind of just looks friendly, but a little strange. Excuse me. Yes, can I help you? Yeah, I want, oh, I want one of those. Uh, he'll take me off guard just a tiny bit with that reply, and I'll just say, uh, I, I want a, uh, one of these. Frog on a stick, please. Do you want a small or two, an extra large? Two. Wait, is there nothing in between small and extra large? We got big ones and small ones. Who make? Do you make these? Yeah, I make them. Do you wear gloves and stuff, or are you just... What are you doing back there? Why would I wear gloves for? Oh, Varel, I don't know about this. All right, give us two of them. Give, make them extra large. We're hungry. Very good. And then he goes to the cauldron, and he opens it up, and he sticks two stick skewers in. And he pulls them out, and you see the frog's legs and arms sort of going all crazy. Oh, I got you some juicy ones. <laughs> I'll put them in the fryer. And he walks over and he puts them in the fryer. That'll take a minute or two. Uh, would you happen to know anything about the buildings around here? Uh, yes, sweet child, I do. We're looking to find out portal information. Portal information? Hmm. What kind of portal information? Uh, who owns what? Where we could find the different ones? Hmm. I don't think you can own a portal. The Lady of Pain forbids ownership of portals. Unless I'm mistaken. Yeah, there are records of where portals can be found around here? Oh, everywhere, everywhere. This is the clerk's ward. Lots of information here. Um, so while it is forbidden to own a portal, it's not forbidden to keep the portal a secret. And if you were managing a trade route, like where I get my delicious froggies... <laughs> You would have to know the person who knows the roots. So we're bringing him with us. I hate him. <laughs> I hate him. I'm adopting this man. He's an extremely helpful NPC. <laughs> <laughs> well, you pick up a lot here when you sell um, frog on a stick to the working class. So where would one start looking for the roots? Well, I would just go to one of the offices and find out uh, who is, uh, what sort of um, uh, goods come from this portal place you want to go. We did. No, but is it salt or is there um, uh, horses? Uh, where we're from doesn't exactly have a whole lot to offer the greater world as a whole. You may still find something. I just know that you can't own the portal. You can own the knowledge of the portal. 
and you can have stewardship of a portal. So let's say I own a portal. And you, little girl, what's your name? Hope. Hope. You want to use my portal to bring in camels from the land you're from to trade on the markets here in Sigil. <laughs> <laughs> but I only know where the portal is. How do I can't charge you at all? But why would you still need permission from me? It would be because I have an army. And that army will make sure nothing unsafe happens while you use the portal that I don't own. You guys, I think he, I think he owns a portal. Full nod, and then look at Nash and the... Oh, look! The frogs and the thick are done! And he reaches his two hands out, and he offers one to Stanley. Or not, who wanted them? Nash me, me and, and Varel. Me and Varel. Uh, That'll be 50 silver, please. Pay, pay the man, Varel. It is paid. Thank you. Please come again. Whew. Next, well. please! And he goes to the next... Uh, you know, there's a lineup forming behind you of more uh, public servants of various kinds. You said in your normal voice, you said next, just like you were talking like yeah. that guy again. I love that. Oopsies. No, Wouldn't that suck <laughs> if I just some some crazy magic happened and I was stuck speaking that way? Oh, no. You'd be like Cartman on that episode where he couldn't, he had Tourette's, but then he really couldn't stop. Remember that? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a good episode of South Park. All right. So, are they good? Oh, uh, yeah. Are uh, they good? They're delicious. They taste like frog. I don't know what frog tastes like. Deep fried. I've had frog. It tastes like yeah. um, oily duck. Like duck. They yeah. have bones? They have bones, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. You're eating the frog. <laughs> they're bones. deep fried, so the bones are crunchy, but I think you still have to not eat them. They'll take them out. I'm not sure. I know for the legs, at least, you leave the bone. Yeah. Oh, you leave the bones in? Okay. Yeah, you eat it like chicken bones. Or like chicken legs, kind of. I had some in Mississippi. I don't eat the once. bones and chicken legs. All right, I will eat. I will eat it and and enjoy it. Okay. All right. Well, we've got uh, frogs now, and um, we have a little bit more information. But uh, I still don't know what they might want to export from our world. What did you mine in the solar mines, Nash? Well, genius, what do you think we just solar mined? What did we mine in the solar mines? Solar energy. Uh -huh. Have I never explained this? Honestly, at this point, I kind of think the solar mines could be just about anything. <laughs> it was solar energy. Not necessarily from the sun. That's all I'll say about that. But the whole idea was to harness. Nope. See, now you've said something that is kind of key and you've glossed over it. It's, Where are you getting solar energy if not from the sun? Well, I don't actually know, but I know that... And then I rush up to his face and say, CDs, CDs! And I point out all my pox and marks and red flaming hot tumor holes and all that. Says, I got this trying to do the do that dirty work. So, I don't know where it came from. I don't know how we got it. I just know we were... Harnessing solar energy. But not from the sun. 
There was some sun, but mostly not from the sun. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> when the sun, <laughs> when the sun, when the sun was collectible, we did. But when it wasn't, we were getting it from another source, and I don't want to tell you about that source. I have bad. I don't want to get into it now. That seems so, pretty important, Nash. Wait a minute. You have an answer. You're just choosing not to give it. Well, correct. What do you need it for? Why? What does it matter? I'm curious what exports we might have. And honestly, now I'm just curious how you get solar energy not from the sun. All right, fine. I can't tell you how many of my kind were killed needlessly building what what they had to build in order to do this. But essentially, we took radioactive material from wherever we could find it, and we were commanded to take it to a central location in the mines. And in the mines, we would pile this in there, and it would create its own heat because it was still radioactive. And those who pushed us around figured out a way to harness that energy as solar energy because we couldn't get enough from the sun. So they had us gather it there, and that meant everybody got exposed to it, and you were replaceable. People would die. You bring in somebody else. They would get the radiation. That would be too much. They would get radiation sickness and every kind of possible cancer you can think of, and then they would die, and they would do the same thing over and over again. I lost thousands of friends to that hideous monstrosity of a stew pot. Nash, that's terrible. That's awful. And uh, I do feel bad that you went through that. But just as a point of uh, clarification, I don't think that constitutes solar energy at that point. <laughs> well, I would agree with you, but the net effect was the same. And they were able to still sell off this energy to those that would pay under the guise that it was solar, that it was natural, and that it was from the sun. But they were cheating. And we... We helped them cheat, but we also died. A lot of us died. Do you know who they were selling it to? No. Knowing what I know now about the principal, probably the principal. I have no idea, though. That was kept from us. All right, well. Is there anything else we have an overabundance of in our world that they might want here? Dirt. We have a lot of dirt. I think most places seem to have a lot of dirt. (laughs) Sand and dirt. Uh, That's it. Slave labor. People. All right. Well, we can ask around, see if anybody's heard of our world, has any idea of anything coming out of it. Yeah, we'll reverse search it. We'll search for Earth first, and then if we can't find anything, maybe soul energy is what is the answer. Or chrome. That's not a bad idea. Was he, like, licking his fingers? (laughs) (laughs) That is true. We haven't seen an awful lot of chrome around these parts. And I'll kind of, you know, strip the stick. Dude, that's where it gets all his toys. Hmm? Uh-uh. 
principal shops in Sigal. I wouldn't put it past him, necessarily. He certainly seems to be well off more than anybody else in that world. All right. Let's go in one of the buildings, see what we can find. Okay, so you just walk into a random building? Yeah, they're not labeled or anything, right? Nope. Just All right, pick a yeah. And go. All right. Let's pick a building. All right, you pick a building, open it up, and uh, it's a double door. So as you push the double doors open, you see that there's a large lobby. There are people uh, sitting in chairs to the left and right. There appears to be two passages also leading off to the left side and right side of this antechamber. And in the center, there's a large desk with a woman... A human woman dressed in a working-class frock sitting there, and she appears to have a quill and ink and is writing on paper. Morel, are you talking to her or am I? You, I you're a celebrity around these parts. Maybe you've got a little more pull than I do. That's true. I just assume since you were back, you do the talking, you know. I mean, I, I can, can talk. I can certainly yeah. try, but, you know, you apparently are an M sports fighting champion maybe she's a fan maybe we shouldn't let nash talk though we should definitely oh you guys want me to do it i can totally do it no no oh not do it all right let me know if you need me to step in he said he had thousands of friends okay let's both go (laughs) (laughs) i didn't i didn't really believe it but i think there were people they, is that why he doesn't want to make new friends? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he was nicer then. Fuck. <laughs> hmm. Then hmm? we'll yes. strike a fancy pose, as I've seen in magazines. We are looking for information regarding... Oh, oh, pardon me, pardon me. Yes, yes, please go on. And she gives you a lot of attention and respect. We are looking for information on portals. We wish to make big trade purchases. Uh, portal information. Well, I'm very sorry, but you've reached the uh, regulatory department for uh, horse-drawn carriages and all the rules and registrations therein. However, there is a a building um, for this. Uh, Do you know your way around the clerk's ward? No. Typically, we have others that take care of this for us. Unfortunately, this is a more personal matter that we don't feel we can entrust to others and are seen to ourselves. So if there's any help you can provide... Your business is your own. Um, uh, You would want to go to the Portal Regulatory Authority... Um, that is, and she begins drawing a little hand-drawn map on with her ink and quill. Here you go. Uh, you're not too far, just uh, three or four blocks. Uh, follow the map, and you'll get to the Portal Regulatory Authority. Thank you. Uh, sorry, not authority, agency. Can't be looking like you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Anything else I can do for you, uh, gentlemen, today? I that think was, that will be all. Thank you. All right. Well, good day to you. All right. Turn around. Using our map. 
Find you exit the building the and you proceed deeper into the clerk's ward, walking two blocks in the direction that's just uh, the way you came in, then turning right and going down a side street, then emerging into a large square. This is a, a more busy area of buildings. There are a lot of people just sitting on benches, eating various street meats. Um, there are restaurants and pubs sort of on the bottom area. And there, it appears to be kind of a get drawn close to lunch hour kind of deal. And, um, well, it isn't drawn close to lunch hour. More of 10, but people have already started to drink and have their daytime meetings with their coworkers. Uh, you see that there is a labeled building in this square at the end. It's the most ornate of all the buildings. And it says the Portal Regulatory Agency of Sigil in the sign. There. All right, we go in. All right, so you make your way across the square. And um, as you, everyone roll a perception check, please. Perception. Three. I cannot find perception. I too got a three. Mm. Uh, 22. 27. Okay, so oh, both Hope and, um, Hope and Stanley... Uh, one of the things that strikes you about the square is there's a lot of people here, and it's pretty normal for your time in Sigil, nothing unusual about that. But you do notice that there are a large amount of um, avian, you know, bird creatures in the square. They're sort of milling together, pecking on food. There's even an old gentleman who appears to be throwing bread at the birds. And, you know, you notice that there's a fair amount of birds circling up top. You know, with all the food and street meat being eaten, perhaps this is a natural climate for them to get the food from the humanoids. But still, you notice that there's a dense population of bird-like, uh, well, bird-like birds. Birds. Okay. Bird birds. Not nothing <laughs> yeah. birds. Bird-like bird birds. That's all. So you make your way across the, um, now, Varel and Nash don't notice this at all. You guys make your way across the square. And uh, you get to the front door, and these doors are particular. They are these, they seem to spin. People seem to walk through these glass contraptions and then somehow get spit out on the other side. It's like a circle of doors. Hope will watch for a bit and then go through. Okay. Yeah, same with Stanley. Yeah. You see that people sort of seem to enter into this pie shaped area and then choose one of the windows to push and then all the windows spin around and it deposits them on the other side of the wall. Very strange. I think I got this figured out. I'll go through. <clears throat> okay. You enter into the revolving door, make a um, hmm, there's no dungeoneering, eh? So what would this be? <laughs> make a survival check, please. Survival check. Okay. Uh, that's going to be oh my survival's higher than I thought a 13 alright so you push on the right door and you manage to push your way through and into the portal regulation regulatory agency inside you notice that everything is gold trimmed a lot of money in this building a lot of wood paneling a lot of gold trims and a lot of people in expensive wear clothing chatting with one another. 
the rest of the party there. also make their way in? Yeah. Survival check from everyone, please. A 20 not natural. Okay. You make your way through the revolving door without incident? 18. 13. Oh, sorry. 13 and 18? Yeah. Okay. You all make your way through the revolving door without incident. Very confusing door. Uh, but you all enter into the room and you see that everything is gilded in gold. There's gold like there's a banister with stairs walking up it. It's gold on the banister. There, Every table has gold trim and edge on it. There is like in the other building a front desk with several uh, men and women uh, humans sitting at it uh, seemingly punching buttons on these large contraptions. You hear the din of like typing. Yeah. Okay. All right. I think we're give a look to Varel. We're gonna move in with our fancy business. Yep. Strike the pose. All right, we move in. Looking very important. Very fancy. <clears throat> Uh, so a few minutes goes by and nobody pays you any mind, but then, um, uh, a dwarf, uh, sort of sidles on up. Uh, it looks, he's, have you been, uh, uh, helped? We have not, and we have waited some time. Uh, my apologies then, I'll have someone sent your way. And a gold? Oh, uh, yes, yes. <laughs> Can you please find out what these um, visitors want? Oh, yes, yes. And then um, <clears throat> a halfling woman jumps off of her chair. You would, you, would be, you would be forgiven for mistaking her for, for human because she's sitting really high up in a high chair. And as she jumps down, she jumps down her whole body length onto the ground and behind the counter. The counter lifts up. Ah! You hear as she pushes the gold-gilded counter thing over. And she steps out. She's wearing very expensive frock. Hello, everyone. Um, Welcome to the Portal Regulatory Agency of Sigil. What can I do for you? Well, we were hoping to inquire on information regarding a portal. We're looking to uh, begin an import business and get some trade from a particular world. Oh, and um, what... Okay, portal... Do you have an appointment with any one of our clerks? No, I don't believe we do. Okay, well, let's see who's available to speak with you. And she opens up a little book that she has in here, in her hand. It's in her frock. She pulls it out of her frock. She flips open the book. Hmm. Dueto is free. Dueto? Dueto. Dueto. Dueto College. He oh. is an expert on all things regulatory as it pertains to the portals. He'll have a way to help you. Shall I pencil you in for an appointment? Absolutely. That would be most helpful. All right. So it won't be but ten minutes if you'd kindly take a seat uh, here. And can we get you any refreshments? I could go for a, uh, uh, what do you got? Tell me what you have. 
well, we have tea and coffee. Um, we could probably procure you some mead, although we don't have that here in the building. It is a workplace. But um, wines, various wines, a berry wine. I'll do a berry wine. That sounds good. All right. Anyone else for a refreshment while you wait for Duerto? I'm good if anybody else needs anything. Wine as well, please. Oh, okay. <laughs> she looks a bit intimidated by you. Uh, for some reason, she has clearly reacted to your tiefling appearance. Hope won't make eye contact. Ooh. Okay, I'll be right back with your refreshments, and soon enough, you'll meet with Dueto. For now, we'll have a little break and see each other in ten minutes. To the break! Oh, break. the actual oh, break. Okay. Hey, oh, ooh, the actual nice break bacon, I like that. Yeah, that was Fancy. great. Well done. An actual All right. break and uh, game break. We will be back uh, momentarily. Don't go too far, everybody. Pee, drink. All right, recording is going. Uh, Bo, bring us back. All right, so 10 minutes goes by, and you're in this antechamber. It's lobby area of the Portal Regulatory Agency of Sigil. Now, after some time, two uh, guards in plate mail, clearly guards as they sort of march in, March near where your party's sitting. And then the halfling woman comes up and says, Excuse me, Varel, can I speak with you? Ah, uh, you may. Okay. Come over here. Okay. I hope I found out that you are the M-Sports fighting champion, Varel. And that is true. We are very honored to receive you. Thank you. We have one slight concern with your entourage. I see. You have a tiefling with you. I, it seems I do. So she will be requiring an armed escort while she's here. Oh, I see. Uh, are, are tieflings considered dangerous? They are the product of demons and humans. They are most conniving and untrustworthy and know nothing to solve all problems but violence. She is welcome here, but with an armed escort. Well, what if the... the... and he does a hand gesture of joining... was out of love? When demons a man do, loves a demon. Demon's love is corrupt. It is never without ulterior motive. And that strain of corruption permeates tiefling kind. I see. Only one tiefling has proven to have a heart of pure gold and opulence. And she has ascended. True. Two. Two. Oh, one sec, I gotta get that information. My bad. I should have known you were gonna ask. Why didn't I know? <laughs> uh, give me a moment. Sorry, my friends. Hey, it's fine. Uh, damn it. <laughs> I know where she went to. It's an important answer. Sorry. One second. Mount Celestia. 
where all things lawful and good rule. Oh. Do you know of Abigrir? First time hearing of it. Hmm. Well, she is the one exception. I see. Well, I can assure you my companion has been under constant scrutiny her entire life and will not be too surprised by rude looks and weapons. Good. So we have no problems then, right? No problems. Very well. Follow. And she begins walking down the hallway, and the armed guards hope take a position on your left and right side. And silently just stare off straight ahead. Cool. Hope will pretend they're her personal armed guard and lead them as she walks behind the friends. Okay. So as a group, uh, you follow this halfling woman as she takes you up five flights of stairs. And everyone walks up these large, large ivory stairs. They head up one, two, three, four, five. And as you look on from the various floors, you see there are lots of different offices and desks and people working hurriedly, shaking papers, um, races and beings of all kind, including noodle kind. And you make your way to the fifth floor and you're taken down a hallway and in, in the halfling stops, opens the door to a boardroom and says, please wait in here for Duerto. Right. Do the guards? Hmm? The guards will wait outside. Okay, so everyone makes their way into the boardroom. The two guards assume a position either on the left and right hand. And then another uh, serving halfling, servant halfling comes in with the wine that was ordered and drops wine for Nash and for Hump. Anything else for anyone here? Hope will no? nod as a thank you and start drinking. Okay. Perhaps we shouldn't have given the halfling wine. They sort of whisper to each other as they exit the room. Uh, a few moments goes by. There's time for you guys to chat if you wish. If not, we can move on. I'm just going right, to... So... No, What's our stance going to be when they come in? We're looking to establish a business. We need a trade route to Earth. Is mm. that what we're all feeling good with? Uh, yeah, I've got a kingdom where I come from if we can find the portal. If they need something in return. I assume... afraid with the recognition we're not going to be able to walk out of here with lies. Well, then we sprinkle in enough of the truth. Well, you are now the owner or soon-to-be owner and proprietor of two inns. You're beginning a franchise. Good. I like this. You are an important businessman. Excellent. We have the leader of a kingdom from this world. Uh, we have a uh, being who is harnessed in mind energy. We simply need to find a way to connect to that portal optimally. To make your business succeed. Excellent. All right. 
And with that conversation, two figures, uh, you see them, the silhouettes of them through sort of the glass pane on one side of the, the boardroom wall. Uh, they walk towards where the guards are. The guards stand to attention. The door opens. And then in walks in a tuxedo, not unlike Varel's, very similar make, a being who's tall and lanky and his head sort of narrow from here and then a big bulb on top. On the sides of his head are eyeballs. And at the bottom of this like long, lanky part, there's a, like a little mouth at the bottom and the tongue sort of rolls out of it a little bit. So you're like, you know, this weird looking creature you've never seen before. And behind him, an illithid that you recognize immediately, Varela's fax from the M Sports competition, walks in behind him. He's got a piece of metal lodged into his head. Uh, but he's otherwise as illithid as illithid gets. Stanley and Hope, this is the first time you've seen an illithid since the ones you fought um, in Caravalon. Hope is going this. to visibly tense. Yeah, Stanley's hand drops to his weapon, but he doesn't draw it. I will stand from my seated position. Greetings. Fax sort of looks at you and goes... He looks almost timid and awkward and pretends not to acknowledge you. Oh, I... And I make knowing gestures. The the taller one with the large bulbous top head and the eyes on the side and the tongue goes, Greetings. Um, you must be Vorel or Asvim Kulik. I am. I hear from my assistant that you are a great M Sports fighting champion. That is true. Mm. What brings you to the regulatory agency of Sigil for portals? My partner here and I wish to engage in business by conducting trade. Through certain portals we must identify. And you've come to the regulatory agency seeking information about these portals. Yes. Correct. <laughs> Perfect. And what sort of trade are you engaging in? If you may, Stanley Billings. Of course, my friend Vorel here is using his notoriety as a M-Sports champion uh, to further expand his empire of inns and lodgings. He has inns here in Sigil as well as other worlds, and we're looking to establish easy trade between the locations. Goods, services. And what sort of goods are you looking for? Well, we're going to chicken beef lamb normal provisions but uh it is not simply that it's that uh, on one particular world we actually have a connection with a local ruler of that world uh hope here is a queen where she's from hope we're mad uh, he appears unfazed and he says 
What is the name of this realm you are looking for? Uh, our world is called Earth. Earth. Do you mean the plane of elemental Earth? Uh, no. This is the name they chose for the planet itself. A planet of Earth. Well, it's got lots of things on it. That's just the name. Facts, will you search the record for any existence of some place called Earth? And facts um, puts a briefcase onto the table between you, opens it up, and then puts on this little headset, kind of straps around the top of his bulbous mind flare head, and then he brings these two retractable eye covers and just puts them over his eyes. And you see his hands move in front of him. While my assistant searches for record of this earth, is it necessary that your materials come from such an unknown place? Yes, as I said before, with the connections we have there, we will find better supply, better offers, better trade agreements than we would on an unknown world with people we don't already have a partnership with. Hmm. After this bout of conversation, Fax lifts the eye covers from his eyes and he looks to his, uh, evidently his boss, and he brings his hand up and he goes, whispers in his ear. Very well, I will take a look at this. He takes the headset from Fax and puts it on his own head and covers his eyes. And then Fax. While, while his boss is looking through things, Duerto is looking through these eye panels and navigating in some way, he looks over to you, Varel, Fax does, and he says, Congratulations on your victory. And then Thank he you. winks. I'm sorry you lost to a cheating ghost. I'm in the competition this weekend, are you? I have opened up a coaching facility if you want help. And I give him a thumbs up. I will come to this. And you hear, facts. <laughs> Concentrate on your work. No M-sports fighting at work. And then he exhales and opens up this headset. And he puts the headset on the table. And he goes, I found the record of this earth. There is but one. And I do not recommend it for you. Well, I've been there and I don't recommend it for many either, but nonetheless, it is the world we're going to have to trade with. There is only one record of a stable portal. And in judging by your garments, you are genteels of Sigil. And the place where this portal is, is no place for genteels. We have means. We simply need the location. Very well, I provide you with this information. The steward of this portal to this earth place can be found in the hive. Mm. 
and its steward is. He looks around. <clears throat> Come closer. He leans in closer. Leaning. Tobacco fleur. And then he leans back. Tobacco fleur? Tobacco fleur. Tobacco fleur. Tobacco fleur. I strongly advise you find a new place to conduct trade. The steward is not a kind being. And the hive is a pit of scum and villainy. Have I read about the hive in studying about Sigil these past eight days? Okay. Uh, history check, please. can be a 13. Okay, so this is knowledge for all eight of you over the course of this time. You've come to learn that Sigil is broken up into various wards. The various wards are also stewarded by various factions that are that permeate Sigil. In particular, the Hive is one uh, it's the poor area where if you're destitute, the place you have to go live, basically. Um, it's filled with not only the poor, but also many evil-aligned factions. It's it's a place that where all the worst miscreants and never-do-wells of the plains who end up in Sigil uh, find themselves either making their base or housed in. It is the largest of the wards within Sigil as well, and um, it is known to be the most dangerous part of Sigil. That's what you know. Well, I can't say the information you're giving us is uh, pleasing to hear for what our needs are. Is there any other options that we might have to get to there, this world? There are hundreds of options if you require trade for your inn. I'm beginning to get the feeling this is not about your business. But well, about as I said, matter. it is a golden opportunity if it's to this specific world it is uh, less ideal if it's to another so that is why we are looking for the one specific option this earth place is not a prominent realm that has associations in Thigil. there is another world on the same shard but you would have to bring a spell jammer or some other craft to access it from this world. Stanley's going to lean back quietly to Varel. Did anything he said just make sense to you? <laughs> no, but it seems we got the information we wanted. Was there oh. anything else I could do for you gentlemen today? And gentle lady. And he nods to you. Hope will nod back. I apologize for the treatment of my uh, uh, co-workers. They are cowards and fear things they do not understand. 
It is of no consequence. Varel, hmm. M-Sports fighting champion, is there anything more that I can do for you? You have been most helpful. Thank you for the name and location of this portal. We will begin our dealings. Very well. Best of luck to you. And then he gets up. Fax, come on. And Fax again makes a little nod at you. And then they both exit the room. 10 a.m. tomorrow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Make a note of that. All right. The guards sort of peer in, look around. We're about done in here. Our business is concluded. All right, then. Let's make our way out. All right. And they escort you out down the five flights of stairs back to the main hallway, and they stand there waiting for you to exit the building. Guess we go. All right. Yeah. Leave. Yep. All right. You exit the building, and you're back in the square. There are lots of people sitting, drinking. It's become close to noontime, so people are out on their lunch breaks. All the clerks in this businessy, clerky area. Um, there are lots of birds uh, circling around, hoping for food, uh, either on top of the buildings or on the square ground, or just flying about. <laughs> Pharrell, don't worry about the birds. They're just birds. Well, I get changed and then go look in the sewers. I had a thought. There was an organization that that gnome responded to. He was part of a... The Diggers? The Deadlings. The... What can I roll to remember things I didn't write down? <laughs> no, this one here, uh, yeah, he said he was selling the bodies to the Dustmen. The Dustmen. He didn't say he belonged to them, but that he was part of a crew... That would recover bodies and sell them to the dustman. We could go inspect with the dustman, but I. May no, have to let's kill. see if we can find the guns first, and then we can start looking into the avenues. I mean, if there was a way that you would dropped off here, it makes sense, or would make sense to me. Uh, if there was a way back through that same area, I don't know though. I'm not entirely sure how things ultimately work. The word in the previous conversation that stood out from the odd shock man was stable. I believe the portal we rode wasn't stable. All right. Well, we knew this wasn't going to be easy because so rarely it is. But, uh, I mean... Look, this isn't going to necessarily be the most optimistic pitch, but have we considered not going back at all? Uh, to, to what? What, Stanley? You don't want to stay here. Why not? Take a look around. It's been eight days, and I've only heard of one story where... Uh, there was an attack on somebody. The worst I've experienced is a bird pecked me this morning. You haven't experienced the Lady of Pain showing up suddenly and exacting the kind of justice that leaves no room for error. 
And I have no intention on it, Nash. This is a place where you actually get to live, maybe enjoy life for a little while. We could always split if we find a way back. Some stay here, the others go. Are you going home, Hope? Yes. Yeah, that's the other thing. Hope can't stay here. They seem to have Why a, not? They have a problem with tieflings. They, all sorts of fishy around that subject. Plus, she's a queen. The longer she stays here, the more likely it is it gets taken over by idiots and destroyed. I mean, who knows? That may have already happened. We may be going back to dust and rubble and nothing. Stanley, I wore the glasses. Your soul is still bound to your quest. All right, well, that is a problem. (laughs) (laughs) But at the same time, do we really think this is a quest we're going to achieve? I mean, we weren't even close and hoping I didn't make it. By all accounts. I mean, maybe it's better to enjoy the time we have and accept the inevitable when it comes. Ooh, man. It's dark. Well, I'm saddened by this. First of all, we've just learned that the portal was in a place where we might get a good bit of fighting in. And you want to give up now. I didn't say this was necessarily what I want. It's just an option I felt worth floating as a possibility. I mean, everybody seems so incredibly anxious to get back to a place that required us to fight for our lives every single day, took so much from us, and ultimately killed two of us. Turned one of us into a floating heart. (laughs) I have a wife. I have a a wife and a child back home. That counts for something. A roommate. (laughs) (laughs) A roommate to make me food. No, but someone, I can't just, what kind of man would that make me? It's easier here. Sorry, honey. And Junior, fend for yourselves in a harsher world. Here is nice, and I can't get you here, so just see it. Nice to know you. That doesn't... We can't do that. Yes, Stanley. What of your water bird lady? Hmm? <laughs> Eminel Fickel? Sure. I don't know. I just... It's her name. Better remember. Look, you're right. There is plenty back there that we need to deal with. And not the least of which is ensuring that we're not bound for the weird when this is all done. But I just want to make sure we're all in agreement and committed to this. You bring up an important view, Stanley. We haven't gotten you a kingdom. I'm a king. Hope is a queen. Nash has a baby. We need to get you invested in your world. 
I thought I was. I thought so too. You were going to date the ice lady and we were going to fly in a magic box to your home. <laughs> I don't exactly think that's how that was planning on going, but I mean, I'd started to dedicate my life to something there. I thought maybe I could do some good in what was a terrible, terrible place. And all it got me was killed and signed up for the very place that I was destined to go to anyway. All of that was for nothing, Varel. One mistake. One single mistake. And then it no longer matters what you do anymore. Mm. I'm sad. It is sad. Your heart is empty, but so must be your stomach, Stanley. Come. This place must have the equivalent of a macaroni grill of some kind. <laughs> <laughs> I look around for something fancy in the area that looks like I, I mean, could take there, it. There are several restaurants that are getting packed for, for lunch service. I, I could treat you to some sort of food that delights your senses, Stanley. Sure. This can be a conversation for another time. For all I care, we can go back to the inn and get ready to go looking for weapons and items and whatever else we want. You did not have a frog. I regret that decision. <laughs> Let us eat, Stanley. And I will treat the group to a nearby restaurant that looks fancy to match our fancy outfits. Okay, uh, so you see that there's a, a restaurant that looks enticing called the Pig's Foot. Not the fancy I was looking for, but it's packed with fancy people. It is. Everyone in there is dressed to the nines. They're all working professionals in the clerk's ward. So you make your way to the front door, and there's a concierge right at the front, and he goes, Oui, hello, can I help you? We are looking to dine at this establishment. Do you have a reservation? No. <sighs> That's what fancy people do, Varel. They make reservations. Oh. Um, Let me see what I can do for you. He steps out into the back. And then he reappears a moment later. And he says, I have a table that I can seat four in. Perfect. Very well. F follow me. And then he uh, beckons you to follow. And he takes you to the back, back corner in this kind of cramped booth towards the back. It is all we have at this short notice, yes? Come, sit. Oh, this will not do at all. For an M-Sports fighting champion as I, I shall be leaving. Uh, uh, wait uh, one moment, and then he goes, rushes over to the bar really quickly, whispers into the bar uh, man's ear, and the barman whispers back, and they both turn around and look at you and go, and then he rushes back and he goes, Ah, oh, pardonnez-moi, pardonnez-moi, sorry. I did not realize we had a world-class M-Sports fighting champion 
at the big foot today. And then he rushes. Um, look, sit table Elizy, Elizy, and then um, some he motions to some waitresses who are also in the bar, and they basically lift up the plates that are on a table and shoo people out of the table. And it's a sort of nice, large wooden table at the head of the restaurant near the window, and they they shoo them away. And after a few moments, you're shielded from most of this. You can see it, but they're not really fighting with you. Those customers get shunted off somewhere out of view that you can't see. And then the gentleman says, well, "Please come with us. We have your table ready." And then he seats you at this beautiful table for four, right near the window. And they already begin filling up glasses of wine for each of you. Uh, today is special. Is um, uh, a lamb intestine. Yes, a soup. Wonderful. That sounds good. <laughs> that sounds great. Fantastic. That sounds perfect. Uh, is that the comfort food you're hoping to give Stanley? Or yeah. Stanley, order what you want. Well, I'm not exactly used to being able to order what I want. Uh, I'll have um, whatever is recommended, whatever you think is best. Pardon uh, moi I don't mean to intrude, but it sounds like perhaps your friend, uh, you want to treat him to something he like? Yes? Yes, I want him to taste of his home. What uh, taste do you like, monsieur? Well, typically I enjoy whatever I can find. Yes, but you must have a, a, a special mm, that you want to eat. We make it for you. Nothing too hard for, for great M Sports fighting champion. Varel, everyone. We do it for you. He was French before, and now he's Japanese, I think. <laughs> yeah, he's still French. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> he might be Japanese French. <laughs> Japanese French? Got it. french Onese. Uh, Varel, I don't really have a whole lot of experience ordering from a menu. Well, Stanley, what did you used to eat when you were younger? It was whatever could be found. What was found? Creatures of the desert. Whatever was available. You heard this, man. You're all from the same place as me. Was there an abundance everywhere where you were? Sometimes we ate bugs. Sometimes we didn't eat anything at all. Sometimes we gnawed on whatever resembled a plant at any given time. Waiter, my friend is a simple man. Take a simple meat and make it delicious. I have just eating. We have a comfort food where I am from. It is called poutine. And what we'll do, we take potato and the cheese and gravy and we put it on the plate. <laughs> and I put some... What's your favorite... What is your favorite viand, uh, monsieur? Monsieur. What, meat. What meat. What meat you like? Um, I believe in Tiatkala we had uh, uh, cow meat, correct, Hope? <laughs> beef? You want beef. some beef? Beef. Beef? Beef. Sure. We bring you beef. Yeah. We put beef on the poutine. Again, have all of you been living in a different place than me? 
And for everyone else, you want the intestine or do you want to put in? Uh, I'm feeling adventurous. Give me your weird uh, poop. What'd you call it? Pooped in? What is it? Puts in. Puts in. Poot in. I'll have some poot in. I'll have some as well. Same for me. All right. Uh, we'll be back. One moment, please. And then he steps away and a few moments goes by. I don't know if you guys are sitting in awkward silence over this weird interaction and, and Stanley's raging depression. But um, the Putsins <laughs> the Putsins uh, return on large plates and on each person served with a giant mountain of wedge cut, large cut sort of fried potatoes covered in gravy and cheese. And there are large strips of beef on each of them. Looks delicious. All right, I'm in. Is there anything I can get anyone else uh, before you, you dig in? What do you have to drink here? I have wine, and I have uh, a mead, and the coffee, and uh, we have a thing called a soda pop. Oh, I thought these were only legend. Bring me, bring me this soda pop. Do you want uh, a cola or um, an ale of ginger? Uh, did you say cola? Cola, yes. Is it by chance something called Coca-Cola? No, it's just a cola, soda pop. Okay, well that part is legend. All right, bring me uh, that. I'll have that. <laughs> yes, anyone else want to take a drink of carbonating? <laughs> Coffee, right. but I will try this drink of legend. Yes, if Nash is this excited about something that I would have assumed he made up, I would like to try. <laughs> yes. For everyone. All right. So they return very briefly with uh, a large glass of fizzy black water, some kind of cola, it's carbonated, and also uh, there's a coffee made for you as well, Pharrell. And if there's nothing else, I will allow you to enjoy your uh, lunch. All right. Try very the food. Good. It tastes like puts in with beef in it. It's very good, though. Excellent ingredients. Oh, that sounds I don't so know good. I don't know if that's the kind of thing your characters would actually enjoy or not, but oh, yeah. in the real world, Putsin is oh, so, oh, so good. I would dig into it hardcore. This is exactly what I'm talking about. Look at this. We don't have things like this. But we do. We have the beef. We can bring this knowledge home. The comforts of Sigil in our own kingdom. Stanley, and what about your father? Didn't that old lady say elves regenerate? Couldn't he still be alive? It's something that occurred to me when she said that, but I wouldn't even know where to begin. I was very young when he died. I don't remember where we lived. I don't remember uh, where they even took me after they took me from that place. So finding him seems unlikely. Assuming he even remembers who he is. She also said they lose their minds a little bit at a time when they come back. Look, I'm not saying I don't have any reasons to go back. I'm just... Pointing out the obvious, which is, it's not that bad here. 
and I guess we have to make a decision on if we really think we're going to be able to go back to the lives we had. We never can. We'll never be the same people. We are different now, better, stronger, for our experiences. Stanley, this is a very valuable place to be, a very valuable ally to have. Think of all those who aren't here. Think of those we left behind, those we promised to save and to harbor. The crazy man with the trucks for hope. Yes, we love him. That guy's great. I agree. What was his name? Do you really think that thief is going to take good care of the little elf girl? Yes, the little elf girl. We must we must help her as she is in the clutches of a vile um small person. Eddie? I think it was gnome. 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 I think yes. Eddie Eddie better take care of her. What about poor other small person hurtling through space for all time? Surely he'd like to see us again. <laughs> Chance. Uh... Yes. What of what of the memory of Diptak and the kingdom he was promised? What all of the right. thousands all... of friends that Nash surely has? <laughs> they were all turned into solar energy, as I but recall. There were probably more <laughs> that he wasn't friends with yet who can still be saved. Nash, do you have any friends left? I mean, besides us at the I table. I don't think so. I've never gone back, so I don't know. Have you ever wanted to go back? I was getting all Irish for some reason. <laughs> I don't know if they're okay now. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> We've discovered what happens if you give Nash a potato. <laughs> Let the lard of the black land come far. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I've never, I haven't heard of, from anyone. So I may be the last of my, not my kind. There are, there are other humans, but the last of the survivors. What of Bok-Bok? What of our revenge against Monsoon Cabbage? What of the grave we never dug for that crazed drug man in the mountain there who you killed with a rock? Yeah, we're just doing all the greatest hits right now with that one. Thank what you. What about the man in white who was part of a rebel alliance of some kind that we never revisited his base because it moved? <laughs> <laughs> I see your point. There's plenty to do. Although I also think a good thing to consider is all of this may be inconsequential. Who knows how much time will have passed by the time we get back. The thought Wait. has occurred to me. Didn't you say it felt like ages that you were floating through space? That is true. I'm in agreement. I think this is what we should do. We should try to find a way back but maybe set expectations a bit. Works for me, Stanley. 
Glad so, to have you on board. We're going to the hive. Eventually. Right? I knew he'd come around. First, we uh, head and check out this place you showed up, see if we can find any weapons, anything you might have left behind. Uh, why do we think it might be in sewers? That's where Nash and I appeared, as well oh. as your bodies were. Oh. All right, well, that sounds like a fun afternoon. Okay, so would you guys like to wrap up the dinner and fast forward to going to the um, sewers? Anything else you want to do in this part of town? You'll have to hire a rickshaw and head back to the Soggy Feather because the Soggy Feather's near where you appeared. So that would be that yeah. part of town. I definitely want to go back just so I can get actual armored up, just in case. Okay, so you have dinner. Dinner's going to cost you 20 gold pieces. Sounds good. Wow. A very expensive restaurant. With That includes a tip. All right. So you have this fancy dinner. You hire a rickshaw. It's going to cost you another uh, gold and a half to get rickshawed back to the soggy feather. Um, All right. This uh, The young man who guides you, also very muscular, but doesn't say anything to you guys. It's an uneventful ride. Uh, you're back at the Soggy Feather, and now, Varel, you're ready to retrace your steps to where you had first emerged. Uh, does anyone need to do anything at the Soggy Feather while they're here? No. Nope. I, just, I take uh, off my fancy clothes. Yeah, switch from fancy clothes to adventuring clothes. All right, no one's got their fancy clothes on. Very good. Okay, so you make your way to the Welcome Center, and you remember walking down the main street in the, there's a sort of, three-way intersection where the welcome center is so you remember walking down the street about five ten minutes and that there was a stairwell that descended to the dark below so you retrace your steps and you find that stairwell do you descend i lead everyone down okay so you lead everyone down two flights of stairs and eventually the sound of the street becomes very muffled and far away and you're in this dark you know brick sewer with uh, you know about a couple inches of, of brine water on the bottom, looking green and murky on your feet. Now, it's been about two weeks since you've been down here, but you weren't actually far from the stairwell. You remember walking down a passage, turning left, and then walking down another passage, and that being the room that you appeared in. So you make your way down, leading the party back in that direction. Nash, you recognize all of this because you were here for this. And you make your way to the room. Now you see that there's a T-junction. And you remember the room where the T-junction is is where Hope and Stanley were found. And then farther down straight is where you emerged. Where would you like to go? I'll take them to where they were found first. Do that first. Okay. So you make your way inside uh, of that room. So you see that there's piles of refuse on the right and left sides. And you see nothing in this room apart from a uh, sort of mound, some sort of body laying face down in the water in the center of the room. 
Do we was do we leave a body here? The room is occupied. Hope will slowly go over and see if she can kick it to look at the face. Okay, you kick it and flip it over, and as you flip over the body, you see uh, sort of um, the flesh is wet, so it's like the flesh goes to sort of here, and then it's just skull pushing out, and the little maggot crawls out of the nose hole uh, of it as you flip it over. Judging by the body shape, a smaller race, halfling, gnome, something like that. Dwarf, maybe? But the complete underside is rotted and sort of guts spill out as you flip the body over. It forms this pile of rotted hamburger. This well, is where you found us. Yes, in a pile. You were being inspected. When I found you, you were intact, as your bodies were on that slab the day you crawled from the mirror. This is most peculiar, though. What is? Dead. Dead. As in rotting. So he was killed here. In this place. Did you kill anyone while you were down here? I was in a rage of sorts, and I assaulted two men who didn't talk to me afterwards. Is this one of them? I left them clothed. Hmm. Hope we'll look around the body to see if there, there are any items or anything that would tell more they're, of the story. They're picked clean. I mean, the body is hard to touch. You flipped it over, so it just looks like open carcass at this point. There isn't anything to learn. It's possible, given the age of the rotting is that it's someone that Pharrell had killed potentially strange that they would seem so eager for our bodies but not for this one well you all were marked with the weir which made your bodies or souls tethered to them very valuable Hmm. and you said you still see that mark when you looked through the uh, goggles yes Well, look around for your weapons, but we should move on. Okay, so investigation, team investigation roll to search the place, please. Whoever's participating. Okay. Well, this is very good. Investigation. 20, not natural. Oh, man, it's a very rolling. good roll, but I'm not good at investigation. It's I'm a 22. So low, dude. Uh, that would be a 1 plus 3, so 4. A six for me. Well, Nash and Burrell are absolutely useless at this task. I cannot roll anything. <laughs> the worst roll is, They examine the same pile of refuse four or five times over, still doubting what they saw last time as they fail to move on efficiently. Um, however, Hope uh, and Stanley, you begin sort of a technique of rinsing um, like your sword ends it through the water to see if it can't pick up on anything interesting. Um, now, Stanley, as you drag your blade through the water, you feel it hit something loose and move it across the stone under the water. You're not quite sure what it is. All right, and I'll reach down and try to retrieve it. All right, you reach down and feel around, and you feel that there is a 
some sort of metal device loose in the water, grab it and lift it out of the water, and you have a handgun in your hands. I found something. Hope. Hope will run over. Huh? A very happy look on her face and it check looks it out. Absolutely familiar. It's one of the handguns. You can tell by the telltale marks on the grip. It has survived completely. It still looks rugged and old. It's a very old gun, but it looks just as you remembered it. You take a quick examination of it and realize it's scully. Nice. Hope we give a, a solid nod to Stanley in gratitude and start looking around. I guess we know one more. it made its way here too. That's worth doubling the check. Keep looking. All right, everyone roll a group investigation check. Okay. Seven total. It's a 10. 11. 14. All right, Pharrell. As you examine the, um, the water, you feel something. You use your claws to gently grate the water. And you feel something heavy as you do that in a spot near you. Something here. Cool. Hope we'll head over and start Mm -hmm. digging around in the muck. Okay. So you start digging around and you feel as if something maybe feels like the hilt of something, but maybe broken off. You don't know. I'll pull it out of the water. Pull it out of the water and... Much to your disappointment, you see perhaps this is some sort of metal dildo of some kind <laughs> in the refuse. You've got your Hope grip on it. Shake your head and chuck well. it across the room. <laughs> Hold on a second. What is that? Says Nash. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? What is that? Why thing? are we throwing away treasure? Yeah. It's it? <laughs> Nash if you want to check it out. Hold on a second. I'll jog over there and. All right, you jog over where she threw it like a dog fetching a a stick. Dig through the water, and it's shaped in the shape of a a rather large uh, version of a, you know, penis. All right, I'm going to say, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to jam this in my crotch pocket. Oh, no. And keep it in there. (laughs) In his crotch pocket? Yeah, I'm going to keep it in there. Can you grow yours back? Wait a minute. When when you say that, you mean inside your body, Yeah, in my body. Like before, okay. like the pocket Wait, are I you, kept. Are you putting it tip first? Or are you wearing it like a strap on? It doesn't matter. I want to just jam it in there for storage and oh, hold on to matters. it. it matters. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to. Well, you're going to put it in there for storage. Okay. I'm just going to hold on right. to it. That's all. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No, that's not all. This is the literal <laughs> definition of not all. Yeah, you try to put it in there, but it slides out. Oh. Um, all right. You I'll... may need to dry it off or something you or strap squeeze. it in there. Nash, yeah. you what? gotta squeeze. What? <laughs> it's also ra- it's also uncomfortably large for the hole that you have. <laughs> oh, it is. Yeah. Okay. Well, I kept a lot of Varel stuff in there. I always assumed I had a lot more space in there than you're telling me. Nash, I don't want to. <laughs> this, this device appears to... designed to not stay lodged for long. I don't want to anymore. express this as if it's the only issue I have with what you're attempting right now. Mm. <laughs> But look at the gunk this has been in. <laughs> there was a dead body floating in this water not moments ago. That's true. Make a constitution saving <laughs> Oh, what? Okay, hold on. 
25. Okay. Wait, that so can't be right. don't contract Hold any on. disease just yet. Invest in a backpack. Anything. <laughs> All right, I don't need it then. I just thought, I don't know, you could sell it and make a little money. And I'll toss it to the side. Why don't you put it in your pocket? Well, what pocket? I'm still wearing The only clothes I have are the fancy ones. <laughs> yeah, it's got pockets on it. All right, I'll pocket it then. If you have a rope, you can make a necklace out of it. I'm going to try yes, to... you wore your fancy clothes down here? I don't have any... <laughs> you have to wear your pants... You have to pull your pants down. Yes. No opinion on Nash trying to ram this thing inside his own body. But then he notices the pants he's wearing and is like, No, Nash. Yeah, your, your, your stockings are now like black. Like they're all nice white, tidy white. They're black from the ankle down. Now your shoes are covered in shit. All right. Uh, can I inspect the thing and see if it's if there's anything more to it than just it looks like a, a dong? Investigation check, please. Okay. Oh, good investigation. Okay. All right. When you said what we found, Bo, did you expect this much time spent on it? <laughs> nope. I just want to play. A, I just want to play a joke on whoever picked it up. Fourteen. Um, okay, so you examine it carefully, and you notice that there's a little embedded. So there's a part where some of the, when it was molded, it left a little line sort of separating it. Mm -hmm. And you see that there's like a, a little, maybe thumb switch on the shaft. Okay. Of the dildo. Um, I will, and it looks like I can press it. Mm -hmm. Well, you can flick it up or down like a light switch. I'm going to flick it in a direction that it's not currently in. Okay, so you flick it, and from the from the base, so not the tip part, but the base part, on the end, a little metal rod goes, and then an umbrella shoots out from one side. Whoa, the tip side or the back side? The base side. Okay. So you can hold it like this, and it's an umbrella handle. You guys, look at this! And I'll show them my cool umbrella dong. We could use this if it rained or whatever. Plus, this would be, this would be worth money. And it's some vendor's going to pay good gold for this. All right, Nash, you hold on to it. <laughs> Sweet. You let us know how that works out. For I you. will retract it all, jam it back into place, and then put it in my pocket. Okay. Write down umbrella dong in your, <laughs> or umbrella dildo in your items. All right. Okay. And note that your clothes are soiled. Your stockings and shoes are soiled. Umbrella, dong, clothes are gross. Okay. All right, well, Hope, I hate to leave you with only one gun. Maybe one more look before we move to a different area. All right, one more. Group investigation, please. Ten. Five. Twenty-three. Seventeen. What's going on? All right, Stanley, as you do one last look uh, for something, anything, you scrape your sword along something seems kind of light but maybe made of lots of pieces underneath the water can't see in the water though all right reach down try and grab it 
You reach down and try and grab it. You pull out what appears to be a pair of spectacles. And they're uh, on the spectacles. Uh, there appears to be these gold trimmed attachments at the top that sort of go out. And then there's a little uh, white cloudy gem attached at the end. Looks a lot like the ethereal spectrometer um, in Largess's place you found yesterday, but a more lightweight version. All right, I'm going to uh, press the digitate the goggles, mm-hmm. clean them up, put them on. Okay, you put them on, and you see they're they're clean, so you can see clearly through them. They're not designed for poor eyesight. The gem hangs in the middle. Varel, is uh, is this what they were using before? That's it, yes. That's what I ripped from their heads and may have killed this man for. Hope, come over here. Hope will come over. All right, I'm going to look at Hope, see if I see anything. Odd. There's nothing changing about your vision. You need some way to f- turn them on somehow. What do I do with this, Varel? How does it? How does it work? Feel I... around for buttons and switches and stuff. Investigation roll. Better than my dice. Uh, Thirteen. Okay, there's a part of the of the where the gem hangs over. There's a part where when you touch it, it feels warm. You're not quite sure what to do with it, but you sort of fidget around with it a little bit. And then it's almost like as you slide your fingers over it, you cool it down, and then your vision begins to change. And you begin to see um, everyone turn into wisps of white and blue. Everyone is a everyone. Wait a minute. I think I got it. I'm seeing something. Oh, look at her. Mm Mm-hmm. She's outlined in blue and, and white, and, and there's, as her body moves, the blue and white slowly follows after, like this weird High Templar tracer effect. Uh, Varel, where did you see, say the mark was? The neck? Or the head? Hopefully, see if I can see any rotating. marks. Yeah. Varel appears to have wandered off. Uh, he's no longer in the room with you. It's fine. Just keep looking. Okay. Hope, so you hoping I'll hope, try and figure and this out. Immediately right away, you see on her neck a glowing sort of density, like cluster of something that, you know, isn't present elsewhere when you look at her. Um, so you approach in closer to take a look, and you see that Hope's real name is emblazoned on her neck, which would be the Orifiac Menos. Yeah. Underneath it, Appears to be infernal text. Do you read infernal? Do not. What do you see? Uh, I see your name, and then something in infernal. I can't read it. Oh, do you read abyssal as well? Uh, or maybe it's in abyssal. Either way, I don't read it. Yeah, I, I know infernal. Okay. Give okay. Him over. Let me see you. Swap. Right. So you ripped them off without taking them off, and you need to make a constitution. <laughs> oh, no. <check. laughs> uh, 
constitution, that's going to be a 13. Okay, so you fall down on your butt, dizzy. The room's spinning. Oh, all right. You have disadvantage on all attack rolls and ability checks for the next minute. Jeez. Hope. Harsh. Be you very, right. Maybe turn them off before you try taking them off. They're, they're pretty bad. By the way, can I say a quick thing? While you guys are doing that, Nash is in the other, like a ways away from you guys with his dildo umbrella doing this. He's like an Old West guy standing there. And then he's going, poo, and then like popping the thing and then toughing it back in, stick it back in, get ready for another draw. Poo, just just showing how cool he is by doing quick draws and popping the umbrella and then putting it back in. Just to give you a little idea of what I'm up to while this is going on. Okay, and as you do that, on the third time, you poo-poo at one of the walls. And then all of a sudden, as you poo-poo, a purple cloud appears on the wall and then forms into the shape of a door. And you just hear, whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa. You guys, you need to see this. I, 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 I dildoed the wall, and there's a door. There's a door here now. I told you this thing was worth something, and I'll tuck it back in my pocket. And the door stays. Is it? Uh, it's gonna be busy reading Stanley's neck. <laughs> okay, so hope you read his neck. So you see that it says Stanley Billings, and then Infernal, uh, or optionally Abyssal as well, seems to have it be written in dual language of some kind and you understand this uh it, it reads that this individual soul destined for colon the weir proprietor katobal reward if found and we talked about this bow it does say stanley billings right it says stanley billings Ooh, hang on. We're reading your soul, right? Do you have another name? Yeah. It would say that as well. Alright, so it would say Valir or Noth. Whoa. Have we heard that before? You have not. Cool. All right, I'll read aloud what the Infernal says, but I won't say the other name that I see. Okay. So everyone understands that whatever is written on Stanley's soul, it says that he's still bound for the Weir. Well, and then Varel would probably know because he saw it as well last time, Mm -hmm. right? He saw it on the other body. Remember, the way the resurrection worked is you walked out from a mirror and then your old forms disintegrated, whatever those were. Or they didn't disintegrate, they were just left over at the the Chapel of Laughter. All right. Well, I mean, I guess that's what we knew. And Nash, what did you find? There's a purple throbbing wall over here. Our door, I mean. I don't know if we can go through it, I haven't touched it yet. Seems like a group decision. All right, let's let's go check it out. Hope make sure you uh, 
undo before you. Stanley will stand up, still a little woozy. Yeah. Start making his way over to the door. Okay, you make your way over to the portal. You can't see through whatever purple's there. It looks like purple water against the wall. But it's in the shape very distinctly of a door. So what should we do? Why don't you lick it? I mean, I will. I know, but maybe don't. I was mostly kidding. (laughs) Okay, well, here, and I'll look around for a little stone or something. Is there anything around me? I mean, there's the pieces of trash and detritus. I'm going to pick up a piece of trash and or a detritus and toss it at the door. Just kind of lob it over the there. Door, yeah. And it, the door just whoop, disappears. The door disappears? No, no. The piece of trash disappears through the door. Through the door. It's like a, okay, I think it's a portal. Because look, that stone left. It's gone. It went in. I could try throwing the dildo in there. See if it leaves. Yeah, you know what? That's a good idea. Throw that through. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm going to do it. And I'll take out the thing and toss it in there. Okay, you take out the dildo. Is it retracted? It's No, it's all sh- it's all shut up. Into okay, its, so you all. take out the dildo and you toss it through. Yep. It disappears into the purple. You guys. I think we can go through. Possibly. That doesn't mean we should. Where is everybody landing on this? We don't know where this is even going to take us. This could go anywhere. I'll put my head through it. Just to see on the other side. What what, what do we think? I'm going to let him do it. (laughs) Let me at least grab your leg or something. Yeah, hold on to me and I'll hold my hand out and she can hold my hand or whatever. I just want to put my head in there and kind of peer in. I mean, if you get decapitated by it, it'll probably grow back, right? <laughs> I mean, in this place, yes. Good point, so you Stanley. Your head, put, put so your you head walk up, You walk up carefully, putting one hand on either side of the brick wall, and dunk your head into the purple door. Instantaneously, just it's as if there's no traversal or no effect. As soon as you, your eyes breach the membrane of the portal you move into this new area. It's black all around, except for the door is making a glowing light. And you see on the ground, the, the trash you threw in and the dildo. Okay. And you look around and it just seems black, but the ground is, you know, brown dirt. It's very hot and muggy, like just it's like a sauna in there. Okay, no other signs of where this may be? Just... just pure blackness in all of the directions. You can't see. Can I, with one arm, uh, light a piece of stone or something and and give me give myself some vision? Sure. You Actually, make a mage stone and toss it? Yeah, hold on, though. Maybe I want to do... I got rid of it. That's why. Yeah, let's do that. Let me light up a. Let me light up an object and toss it in there. Or if I can reach anything, I'll touch it. 
Okay, so you cast a light on a stone or something. What object? Uh, I see a little stone if it's in there, and I'll say... you got to step in to get the stone. Oh, I do? It's just your head. You'll have to step in. We'll get... Uh, give me a... Can I have them bring me a rock or something from the other side? Sure, yeah. I'll sure. do that. I'll convey that to Hope or somebody. <laughs> I love the idea of this headless figure's hand going... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right so someone passes you a stone that they right. got from the water then i will bring that light it up i'll bring that through you bring it through and yeah. it lights the area where the door is a little bit more and you see more brown sand but you don't see any of the walls or anything in the distance okay so it just you don't goes learn off. anything more right now okay that was worth it um all right i'll pull i'll pull back in if it, if I'm able, and I will tell them what I saw, which isn't much, okay. but you tell them. Yeah. All right. Well, we don't have any idea where that might be. Seems if there are such things as unstable portals, maybe jumping through anyone that might just randomly appear is a bad idea. I mean, it's up to you guys, but that's a tempting. It's tempting. I have one more idea. I'm going to stick my head in again. And I'm going to cast Fire Bolt as far as it'll go. Straight right, ahead. You stick your head in, noticing again that the dong is on the ground on this side of the portal, as well as the piece of trash. Yeah. You shoot Fire Bolt out. And it sort of lights up this tracer as it extends into the darkness okay and you finally able to grab sight of the wall as it goes to hit the wall you notice that there are all these creatures with 15 or 16 legs crawling beings of pure black and oil crawling along the walls and just as your mind is beginning to make out the shapes you're seeing on the wall the firebolt hits the wall expends and you're back into darkness i'll pull my head back out and say we do not want to go in there there are a bunch of spider creatures, and that seems bad, and there's a lot of them. In fact, we should probably wall this up. Yeah, and as you say that, right on time, Shit. the door begins to begins to fade a little bit. Okay, good. I thought you were going to say, 15 spiders, jump out, roll for initiative. Now, the, okay. the dong is on the other side of the portal. This is going to be your last chance to grab it if you want to. I'm going to grab it real quick. Can I reach it and grab it? <laughs> Yeah, okay. you have to make a dexterity check, though. Okay. Oh, that's oh, dangerous. Play the hand roll, please. Dangerous. Nat 20! Oh, jeez. Look at nice. that. I've been rolling okay. fours and fives all day. That's amazing. So as the, as the portal begins fading, you poke your head in, then an ant comes in, grabs the dong, and then zooms back out. And just as he zooms out, the, the brick returns to normal brick wall. Okay. I thought this was going to open with you getting all your limbs and end with you losing one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> for the record, if he rolled low, he would have lost something. I don't know why. Oh, really? Ooh. I'm glad I rolled high. As high as I can roll, actually. Um, all right. So, sweet. I'll ta- I'll pocket. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a name. Can I give it a name? Can I name the dong? The umbrella dong? Sure. Yeah. This, the umbrella dong is now named Barbara, and I'm going to carry it everywhere I go. All right. It's my lucky dong. That's great. Yep. 
Sure, that makes sense. Ah, the corpse smell I'll leave after a while. It's fine. I'm never going to use it for its original use. It's going to be. You already did. (laughs) (laughs) It's original use. It was literally the first thing you did with it. I'm going to use it. It's original use as a handgun. You know, I'm going to use it as an umbrella and a and a fun party toy, or not party toy. Uh, (laughs) uh, I'm just going to. It'll be a good laugh at at get-togethers. I got plans for old Barbara. She's going to stay in my my pocket for a while. (laughs) <laughs> all right um so hope has found a weapon and stanley has found some ethereal spectrometers and you've got yourself a, a seemingly portal creating umbrella dildo um uh yeah what do you guys want to do next the uh the last thing that stanley would do he'd kind of move away from the group um and just sort of quietly kind of knowing it's probably not going to be the case that he would just kind of find a quiet moment hold his hand out and go parlay wait and see if anything happens to your great sadness there's no response to parlay all right stanley just turns around rejoins the group (laughs) while that music plays (laughs) All right, so I imagine there's the one area you wanted to examine, Varel, which was the other room where you first emerged with Nash? Yes, the place where I landed in the trash. Okay, so you make your way down that way, heading back to the hallway and moving up to the main room uh, where you had landed, and you see the pile of refuse where you had comfortably landed from your voyage here. And you see in this room as well, there are six or seven corpses uh, that weren't here when you were last here. On the ground. In addition to these six or seven corpses, you see the familiar looking, some of the familiar looking pieces of equipment that that halfling had brought in after you had made the deal with them, and they all appear to be smashed. All right, this wasn't me. I maybe killed two people max. But you didn't smash up all this stuff. No, if anything, I bartered for one of the lifts and left him with less stuff. This is interesting. You hear a little... Coming from one pile of refuse. Yes, uh... My friend? You see a little part of the refuse pile shake and then some scurrying into a new refuse pile. Wait, friend! What happened here? There's a little pause and then a small head pokes out from the pile of refuse. Varel? Yes, it is I, Varel. Ah, it is I, Java the Carver. Java the Carver. What For everyone else's here? benefit, a small little rat man with a hood over his head and little clawy hands climbers out of the pile of refuse. Why are you back here? I have my friends. The friends I took. They're alive. We mm-hmm. came to see where they landed. 
Oh, so they are alive. They're very tall. Yes. They pride themselves in this. And what brings you back to this part of the dock below? I came to see where I landed. Who are these people? The latest suckers. So you have fed well. Well, not just me. The Rat King wanted to know what was going on here. We and killed them and took their things. This is a lot to kill. There are many of us. For every man in Sigil, there are 1,000 rats. One day we will outnumber them significantly and take Sigil for ourselves. That day is not today, though, so you don't have to worry. Thank you for the addendum, Carver. It's good to see you again. They had much riches, but many are the rat people. Many mouths to distribute. I'll look at my friends and look back at Carver. Was there anything else found in these sites? Something that wasn't brought by these men? You're speaking about the portal they bought from you. Yes. Yes, yes, I watched the trade. I remember what happened. You took them good. They found nothing. There was nothing here. Whatever portal you transported yourself through is gone. Admittedly, the Rat King sent me out to find it too. But I did not find it. And if Java does not find something, then it does not exist. Did you happen to find anything that looked like uh, Hulk showing... Show him the gun you found. I hope I'll pull out Scully. That is junk. You pulled that from the other room. Yes, but there should be another one that looks like it. You didn't see anything like that. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. Java sees lots of things. They say that gold helps the memory. Is that true for elves as much as it is for rats? I don't know, Java. I don't have any, but uh, Vorel, perhaps you can persuade him? How old of a memory are we talking here, Java? Oh, seven days. Seven days, at least. And then seven gold pieces should jar your memory. Hmm. And he holds out a cly hand in acceptance of your arrangement. I put seven into it. And they're really big in his hand, so he lifts up his his cloak, and you see that he has a backpack, and he, it's like he's putting pizzas into a backpack. They're just like, they're large, so he just shoves them in there, and he throws back. He goes, Thank you, Varel. Yes, I found one just like that. But Java, he sold it. He sold it to a sucker who did not know what it was. Java told him it was a an ancient demonic artifact that could 
improve one's virility if you rubbed it. They sold for lots of money. Do you remember who it was you sold it to? <laughs> I do. Kind of. Hmm. Kind of. I know this game. It might Perhaps. have been an elf. It might have been Kithyanki. Right? Hmm. Who well, did those I are to? two options. Surely two gold will help you decide. And he holds his hand out. I like Put the bribery math. I, I heard a number, therefore, <laughs> here's the number. <laughs> he takes the two gold and does the same sort of display. I sold it to a man who calls himself Fedor. Now, this Fedor is a servant of a well-known Trader, yes, operates in the dark below and in the hive. So I don't imagine Fedor has it. I imagined he was operative for this other man. Tobacco Fleur. More than one exclamation point in the same place. <laughs> one quest synergy. Hell yeah. Do you know who Tobacco is, Farrell? I do, as of today. I might not recommend going to see this, Tobacco. You've got one gun and your life. That seems good. Jarver. Mm -hmm. Does the Rat King operate in the hive? The rats are everywhere. We operate in all worlds, in the dark below. We enter into your houses, and we steal your things. And when the time for revolution comes, we will kill everyone in their sleep. Everyone. And until such time, is the Rat King looking for a friend? Peculiar question. The Rat King meets no one. Of course. Of course he doesn't. He holds no audiences with tall ones. He is busy planning your destruction. But you may speak to Java if you need anything. You are a good tall one. Most tall ones don't realize how silly their lives are. Jarver, if I were to make my way to the hive, how would I get there? Well, I'm sure you could take on the surface, you have those rickshaw things. Maybe you could take a big wheelie. Let's say I wanted to get there without alerting anyone. Well, you would need to do that in the dark below. But the underground passages beneath the hive are even more deadly than the hive itself. But what if I had it friends? Would be, it would be a tremendous effort. If you're asking me to guide you there, the answer is no. You are too tall. The passages that Java would take, talls can't go through. You would have to become small. Look at Nash. Oh boy. 
Nash, we could have rat-sized adventures. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. So yeah, Bo as the DM is saying, not saying no, if you can somehow become all small, perhaps you could take him up on this offer. I don't know how to be, I mean, I don't have a way. It's well, literally your move, man. He has enlarged big in Biggin, but it's, um, it's half not that size. Small. Yeah. It still wouldn't bring you small enough to yeah. be a rat man. Oh yeah, not nearly. And <clears throat> it's concentration on one person, so you don't. Can you do multiple targets if you cast it at higher levels? Doesn't say. Hold on. Maybe it does. It says. <clears throat> I, I don't think it would make anyone small enough anyways, but. Yeah. Half is it might be able to structure. cut it. It says enlarge. Half. This can't be reduced. No, it only just says a creature or object. doesn't talk about multiples in the description at all. Like they usually say at the bottom, if this is cast at higher levels, blah, blah, blah. No, it just says, um, yeah, nothing about higher levels. That seems like an oversight on this spell. There's, you know. Yeah. There's got to be some way to make somebody a little tiny person. Maybe there's another I guess spell. polymorph is the way to do it, but you just you change creatures too or something. Right. You can somehow polymorph into pixies or to rat men or something like that. There's probably another spell. Yeah. That does it. Polymorph, yeah. polymorph would work, but it's sort of the same limitation. I couldn't do it to the party. Yeah, it doesn't have increased effects at higher spell levels, and yeah, it only does half. So you still wouldn't be small enough to be comparable to the Rat Man, who's literally a foot. I mean, we could fit with polymorph, but it w- I don't have the spell slots to cast it enough. I could literally turn us into rats. We could go anywhere he went. Actually, I could do the whole party. There's a big smile on Kyle's face right now. <laughs> Kyle really wants these rat-sized adventures. You would have to do it in under an hour. Oh, wait, no, it's concentration. Nope, wouldn't work. Uh-huh. Can't do, you can't do multiple... I think there's mass polymorph at later levels, right? Is that yeah. a thing? Yeah. Oh, maybe Eve- not. Eventually, Kyle, we just need to keep leveling up. <laughs> Let's go back up and grind and come back here later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got to go kill boars so we can mass polymorph. Oh, uh, yeah. There's a feat that you can take with multiple concentrations. Okay, cool. All right. Well, still an interesting option and still something we might consider like, table talk wise if we want more than one approach. To the hive. Yeah. Get someone on the inside. Yeah. So why don't we leave it there for this week? Since we're at the we're at our time, and uh, I think that the picture of Varel and Stanley and Nash and Hope contemplating whether or not they're going to shrink themselves into little rats or take a rickshaw on the surface is a good way to end off as everyone scratches their proverbial chin their beard they're all going like this well shall we get to tobacco fleur mm, this would be a good gif <laughs> the whole, all five of us yep mm. i'm gonna make that later mm. be a good gif excellent uh-huh. uh well and done everybody there will be dungeons for in, this week indeed everyone. so we're about to record a uh a bonus show as well and uh that's a good reminder to tell the fine folks at home if you want more content from us more than what you're already getting Hop on in and support us at Dungeons Plus. That's our little support system we made ourselves. Homemade. Like mom used to do it. 
Uh, you just go sign up at therewillbedungeons.com. That's therewillbedungeons.com. You can get that bonus episode. You can get cool artwork in the mail. Uh, you get important, cool DM documents. You can't get in any other way. That's important. Over, yeah, very important. Uh, therewillbedungeons.com is the place to do it. Get in there now and get that going. You can also leave us your questions at the website. If you go to therewillbedungeons.com, there's a great big form there now. You just fill that out. Ask your questions. We, act, we like to ask those questions on the Q&A show. So uh, anything you want to know about today's episode, other episodes, any of it is open game. So please do. We look forward to it. That's going to do it for us. For me, for Bo, for John, for Kyle, for Kristen, and for Baby Chunks. We'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Have you ever wanted to go back? I was getting all Irish for some reason. <laughs> I don't know if they're okay now. <laughs> 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 <laughs>